Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we're combining the show that didn't happen last week with the show that was supposed to happen this week, and we're going to be doing a spoilerific patch 4.3 first impressions. So it's be the first time we've ever done first impressions with spoilers included. Um, so apologies for missing last week's show. We'll talk about that a little bit after we introduce our other co-hosts for this one. So I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pobrom. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. My Board Blue. How you doing? Yeah, that was pretty quick, but I'm sorry, good. I went full twist on that one. Ooh. Yeah. No one's heard of that guy in like that was 15 a years. Sam opener. There you go. That's that's <laughs> that's inaccurate. <laughs> that that is heavily inaccurate. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing pretty good. Ready for ready for June. Ready for Here. June. Are you really though? I'm never ready. He's no. never ready. No. 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 That's unfortunate. That's okay. I believe in you, Sly. I believe in you. And we have two guests. So we were originally just going to have one guest for the show and have one guest for the show that we didn't do last week. So we've now taken both guests and put them on the same show. So first, we have the guest who is going to be on the show Friday. We have fellow Final Fantasy XIV streamer and content creator, Faros. They can't see you yet, so saluting to them doesn't really do too much. <laughs> hey, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I, that's why I let them know. That's why I let them know. Thank you. He saluted all of you. So if you can salute him back, that would be much appreciated. How you doing, Faros? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. He typed the he typed it in the chat too. Just just a hundred percent make <laughs> just sure to solidify it. There you go. Uh, sorry, sorry we had to push your appearance back till this Tuesday, but I'm oh, glad good, glad you were able to make it all the same. Of course. And finally, we can't do a spoiler show without our resident lore nerd. So we we decided to bring on Ethis for this show because this is a show that if he had of all the spoiler shows that if, of him being on, this is the most important one that Ethis has ever been on. And that face that he's wearing, he will be wearing for the entirety of the show. And they can see your smug face right now. So I've been I've been practicing this. Uh, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> that's you you practiced well that sure it took a lot it, of practice didn't it sure i i feel like it's more like that was prepared about three years ago okay i know you prepared the coffee this morning so i can believe that more so than, than oh that own. tastes so good <laughs> what does it taste uh, like it tastes like um victory mm, yeah it I, was, does. I, I thought you were going to say does. being right. Tastes like being mm -hmm. right. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm sure Chungo tastes like being mm -hmm. right, even though it looks so wrong. <sighs> no, that definitely tastes like victory. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. I'm glad. Well, I'm, I'm glad your morning cup of joe is, is turned mm -hmm. out so, so amazingly well. So, gentlemen, it's been a week since patch 4.3. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Simple as that. Let's do it. You've all played it. You've all mm -hmm. experienced it. I'm assuming in its mm -hmm. entirety. And we can go balls to the walls on spoilers this show. Don't don't hold back any names. Don't hold back just the nothing like, oh, in case you haven't heard it yet. No, if you're watching, spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled on 4.3, you don't watch anything past this moment. <laughs> At the stop with the nose. <laughs> you're enjoying this too much already. Oh, am I? Okay. All right. Sorry. Hang on. 
<laughs> I didn't say to be miserable. Do you not have an in-between emotion between smug and no, upset? No, you noticed? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to have more faith in you, I guess. It's okay. It's right. I was going to wear your shirt today, but I forgot. Just just as my, my I guess, oh, we are not worthy kind of thing. You're pandering. All right, so what we're going to do is obviously the main story is the is the big thing Ethos wants to talk about. But I feel like that's that's almost going to be the whole show if we start with it. Mm-hmm. So let's work on some of the smaller things and work our way up to the big thing that Ethos wants to talk about. All right? Yeah, all right, so does anybody have any place they'd like to particularly start? If not, we will go with what I consider to be one of the smallest of things in terms of additions to the patch that would be considered substantial. Let's do uh, that. Forrest, you're... Oh, okay, okay. No, I mean, you don't have to have a preference, but if anyone has something that isn't the main story they'd prefer to start with, I want to know what Sly was about ready to say to me. He just stepped to no. me. No, I was just saying, like, you're the, you're, you haven't been on in a while. We want, we want to hear from you. Like, what? Oh, um, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. If you, well, the first thing that comes to my mind in 4.3 is just the Sam buffs and the, and the, <laughs> the EX. All right. So anything else anyone wants to talk? <laughs> Did you just, did you just do the equivalent of locking my job out of this podcast? No. <laughs> but I did. I guess I did say one of the smallest things, any one of the smaller things people wanted to talk about. So the Sam Buffs would definitely qualify, right? That's there. about as small as you can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been, we've been live how many minutes? I'm already being, dis- I already feel attacked. No, 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 you're, bu- you're, you're buffering. He he gave yeah. you the first cha- he gave you the first the first topic and you've chosen sand buffs. All right. Okay. Go so ahead. Let's talk, talk, let's about, talk about them. Let's talk about them. Talk about them. Um so people thought it was gonna be around a two percent buff, which you guys talked about mm-hmm. the the day of. Yeah. I think that turned out to be accurate. Uh that being said, I think that what you said the day of your podcast was true. You said that you thought good samurais were going to put it to work and that not so great samurais probably wouldn't notice. And I think that was true because, uh, I, I mean, I was sustaining 7.5 K in 06 S today. I was, I was chilling. And 06 S is actually like the best place to see a buff in action in terms of yeah. it's, it's literally a training dummy that occasionally yeah. decides it wants to be in a different spot. Yeah. It would have been like 7.3 or 7.2 before. So, okay. All right, so that's it. We're done with the samurai. None of us have anything to contribute, so whatever well, you say let's goes. Let's talk see. about this then. Let's talk about this then. If you guys are leading a party in the party finder okay. and you want to get a weekly clear, in your opinion, because I think this is it's a hot topic for my stream, is it fair to lock out a samurai from a weekly clear? Party? I would only do it no. because if I need no. gear, you're competing with me. So that's the only reason I would lock samurai out gear-wise. That's the only <laughs> reason I would do it. And personally, I already have all my gear, so I don't give a shit. But so you wouldn't do it. That's the only time I think it's reasonable with complete random people to lock a job out is if they're competing for gear. What so about tanks and healers that compete for gear all fuck the time? Fuck them. <laughs> they have to. They're used to there's, no, there's nothing you can do about you it. You don't have to compete for crafted accessories on tanks. And not all the healers want the same loot, so that's so just just because there's nothing you can do about it, but the fact that you can do something about it if you're a monk means you're allowed to do something about it. Yeah, that's it. If whoever's making the party calls the shots, there. That's that's all I'm saying. So, but okay. I will say that if they're locking it out because they think if they're locking a job out because they think it's not going to make them clear the fight, I don't agree with that. 
But I will say the majority of samurais I've experienced in the party finder are not samurais I would invite back a second time. Only Have my you had experience. Any thick ones though. Yeah, One, but you're inviting I, the person on the job. Yeah, and I'm inviting a random person. So I give I'll yes. give any person a chance. But as soon as I see Which, that person, yeah. if they, if they, let's just say I don't have a great track record with samurais, and anyone who's ever worn a yokai watch knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. So, <laughs> I, uh, I just avoid party finder instead, instead of avoiding the jobs in the party finder. That's fair. That's fair. There you go. But uh, yeah, don't lock jobs out of the party finder. That's bullshit. Thank if you. The player sucks. Yeah. Kick him. But you know, right. otherwise. And that can happen on any job. That can happen on any job. Look, coming coming from a server where you get locked out of the party finder for speaking English, uh, cry me a river. <laughs> well, oh, you play on JP servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't even speak English, dog. They can't. no, dude. No, if you try to if you if you try to speak English, you get kicked. So do you Google Translate, or you just auto-translate everything you want to say? You do, yeah, you do until they figure, until they until they realize that what you tried to that, say has yeah. not at all. Well, you use auto-translate until they figure out that you're English speaking, and then they kick you. Because that. So, like I say, chrome me a fucking rapper. Party finders, savage. Just say you're FS Asher. Just say that. Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> <laughs> that say that. Exactly that. I have several people watching me on Twitch. Several. Several. <laughs> what a great choice of words. I have several. <laughs> dozens. I like that. Literally dozens. dozens. <laughs> Is this? I, I'm not going. I'm not digging any further. Into not this. in the fuck. <laughs> Nani. All right. That's it. Well, that all just got audio clipped for your stream. So I'm hope. I hope you're. Hope you're. Hope you're ready to make. Yep. There you go. I want gifts. I want audio clips. I want everything. And it's not even for me. It's for him. All right. So. <laughs> all right. So. Samurai buffs. Great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Good. I'm glad you're because you do enough DPS to actually enjoy them. Good. Don't have great experiences with a lot of samurais, but there's a few. But they use them. They're... Can I ask you a follow-up question? Sure. On the topic of samurai buffs, I'd like to have all your guys' opinion on this, actually. So, mm -hmm. do you think it's good for the game to give greedy DPS an actual enough DPS to make up for the lack of utility? So, like, going one for one. I do. I know. I don't I'm like. I'm not no, gonna answer. I don't like. I, I. I. I don't like. I don't answer. like no utility. I don't like no utility because it assumes that the player who's playing that job is playing every single player playing that job is playing at its absolute best. If you're anything but your absolute best on something like samurai, black mage, something that is pretty much solely contributing DPS, you have no other way to contribute to the other people who are contributing potentially more. Specifically speaking, to lesser skilled players. So that's the one design flaw I find mm -hmm. in it. If a player who's I, at the top can make use of it, great. But otherwise, I find that it it creates too much of. That's where you get problems like you have in the party finder because the average player does not even remotely make use of the things that will uh push their job to the maximum i don't think it should be one for one i don't think you can measure but, one for one either because no. utilities utility scales with party uh yeah party performance party yeah. And, yeah. and coordination for sure so if you're thinking about it like what an average i mean let's say brotherhood and an average pug is doing like what 200 raid dps yeah mm-hmm so, so should, should, in your opinion, Samurai be 200 DPS ahead of Monk on average? 
Yes, no. but it, ultimately, I still don't agree with the design. You just think it shouldn't be there. I just think. I just. I just think. Uh, fuck it. You can't. You can't cater to the top one percent. Well, that's what Ultimate is for, and even they don't ask for the best DPS possible on Ultimate. I I think the potential raid DPS contribution of more utility jobs should be higher. How much higher? In, high enough. Just a little bit. Just a, no, just a little more. bit higher. I, I I think that I think that in in practice you can have Samurais contributing more most of the time. Like you know, with normal players with normal parties in in sort of casual content. But I think the the potential contribution of those heavy utility jobs needs to be higher you gotta remember i'm playing a job that was laughed at for a full expansion once already so i'm getting my retribution oh, now oh shit who's laughing at ninja monk you idiot yeah, he plays monk <laughs> delete monk who's laughing at monk <laughs> for all 3.x are you shitting me yeah that's true actually yeah. Are you playing Ninja in 3.0? I played 3.0. I played Ninja. I was Monk. Uh, so, and then I got forced on a Machinist the one time I wanted uh, to play Monk yeah, because right. everyone that's was right. memeing on Monk, so I couldn't mm. get anything done with it. Mm. So you think they should just give Sam's utility in 5.0? Yeah, fuck it. They're going yes. to. I guarantee you they're going to. Mm. Dude, they're going to give them. Uh, we already had this discussion two weeks ago. Where he said they're going to give them Weebhood, and it does the exact same thing as Brotherhood. I think they're going to stray away from it, man. No. I think they're going to keep them straight up. I hope they don't. I hope they, because if they do, it'll take away from their identity, and it will take away from the identity of the other man. I'm pretty do. sure the identity yeah. of a samurai is just Midare, fucking 80k Midare's. Yeah, so oh, buff Madari. <laughs> so just buff Madari. That sounds happening. So, like no so other would changes. You, so, Faros, would you be amenable to a actual rework of Samurai? Just a complete, you know, straight from the drawing board rework? Unpopular opinion. I love Samurai how it is right now. I'm like the complete opposite of happy. I, I love how it is. And I think it's cool to have greedy DPS in the game too. And I think it should be how Ethis said. I think mm. when you have to work hard to coordinate raid buffs, you know, that's a skill that a team has to have. So hmm. I think the potential for raid buffs as far as raid DPS goes should be higher than just that greedy DPS, but just by a smidge to the point to where you're not going to feel like you're gimping your party by bringing a samurai instead of the monk. The problem is you're again, you're only assuming the players playing at the absolute best and 90% of people playing the game do not play the jobs are absolute best. Well, then is, nothing yeah. matters, right? So, <laughs> no, he's got a point. Then nothing matters. 90% of the players, no composition means shit. So yeah, exactly. That's already the case. There you go. So it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Yeah. Just play the game. How about that? It was a good discussion. I there thought. You go. <laughs> All right. But anyway. Uh, so now that we've gotten the samurai discussion out of the way, is there anything else at this? Is there anything not main story you'd want to start with? Since there was a lot of story, I listen, just not main story to start. Stop giving me the look. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the Namazu and the fact that they worship, they literally worship a giant golden chub called the big one. I actually had this discussion earlier today with my, every time they say the big one, I go into creepy voice. Mm, because that's one. literally what it is. I'm I, loving I, the Namazu quest personally. Really, I, 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 out, out of all the base tribe quests we have done, I find the Namazu the least compelling in terms of like their lore and history. I just really don't care. I, I really don't. This is the one part of 4.3 I haven't done. What's the big one? That's the their, big, that's their primal. Their fish. Their the fish big one. one. <laughs> 
I'll show you. I'm just. I don't want you to show me the big one. I'll show. I'll show you the big one. I don't need to see it. Get you to get crystals to summon the big one. I don't want to summon the big one. Depends how. Depends how big you want it to be. That's true. I mean, that's that's how primal summonings work. Yeah. You need more crystals. It makes it. Makes it chubbier. Oh, you went with chubby. I went with with girth. I feel like I'm getting memes, but I also feel like you guys are serious. He's he's we're we're semi. half and half. Semi. Don't use the word okay, semi no, on this conversation. I'm Don't right. use the word semi. No, no, it's not semi. It's full chub. Yeah, exactly. It's not semi. It's semi was full... the poor choice of words. Sly. Poor... It's a full chub. There you go. Is there a? Is there a? Piece I don't like that you have this on hand. I do. I do have this on hand. I was just. You have the big one on hand. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I. I mean, like at least three times a day. There's big one. Yeah, that's there the big one. There's, there's a link in chat for you, Faris. The YouTube? Or something else? No, no, no. In the uh, in the Zoom no, chat. No, 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 no. Oh. no, no, no. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That's the big one. Yeah, I put it. I put it in the Twitch chat too. Thanks, yeah, bro. That's, that's that's the big one. Yeah, it's it's so big. It's <laughs> it's a little too big. Um, yeah, but it's just like it's super memey. So every seven hundred and seventy-seven years, they have to have a seven-year celebration with seven hundred and seventy-seven Namazu present, or all the Namazu die. They die. They die of their clans people uh, going to war with each other, and and slaughtering each other mercilessly over over fishing rights. Yeah, to the it's river. just it's just it's literally a meme i will say this because this every time meme. you rank up with them they literally tell you exactly what the namazu history is i don't think i can forget it ever no but it's just it doesn't i don't care i just really don't i don't care like compared to like the the Ixali in particular i'd say the Ixali are probably the best but compared to all of the other beast traps i just really don't really don't care it feels like it has no impact that's how i felt about the animal uh, jaw back in the day no, it was like this. It was like, like a different. The Amble Jaw for me was like a personal story for like one individual mm -hmm. and their interaction with the Amble Jaw, not the actual overarching Amble Jaw. That's why I felt that way about it. The well, novels were trying to preserve their race. The the Amble Jaw was like the first um, attempts by the Aeson Alliance to like reestablish um, ties relations. With, yeah, yeah, with the with the beast tribes, and and it was compelling for that reason. Um, was this one? It's just like I don't care if all the Namazu die. It's it's comedic value. I'd be okay with it's, that. It's yeah, more... but it's a thing. It's just a meme. The whole the whole yeah. quest is just a meme. Yeah, their survival is not just a meme. They just have their survival some very... is a meme. The they just have some very they just have some very particular legends, legends and stories and history, and they're all gonna die. Yeah, they don't well... want to die. They're establishing. I think that one. I feel like aspects of the Namazu were uh, slightly taken aback by what the Domen reconstruction ends up accomplishing in the first few weeks of the cutscenes we've seen there, because mm. they've been they have there isn't much to go on there, but there's an actual like the Namazu you would have imagined would be similar to the Kojin and that of establishing trade groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. Namazu just they want to they want to throw a party. Hmm. I respect it. And they'll die if they don't. Yeah. It's all about preservation. Dude, imagine when we're done with this quest line, there's 777 Namazus there. But they won't be. <laughs> How can they possibly? There aren't 777 Namazus in the world. There are if you count all the ones I've killed and respawned in Yenja. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Oh, man, I just. Mm.
I've been enjoying them. There, there are so few things in this game in terms of like story content where I just, I just don't feel attached to at all. And this was one of them. Don't know why. So it's I, just, so then I want to, I want to propose a question to you. Then, mm-hmm. obviously, it goes without saying we will have mm-hmm. allied Heavensward or Stormblood Beast Tribe quests. Mm-hmm. How, how do they fit into that? How do the numbers fit? How do you think? Because if if their beast, it's all about the festival. Mm-hmm. Is it still all about the festival? Do we still have this? Do we have the same dude come back again for a third time and keep fucking with all the beast oh, tribes? Geez. I I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, I don't know how they'd fit in. Honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, so defeated. Awesome. That's yeah. why I'm saying. Like, I never feel like this with content that we get. So I don't know. I don't know what's up. Maybe I'm just. But at least old. you're getting to level your crafters. The, well, I'm not. My crafters are all sub sixty. Well, then f- fucking. I finished leveling up my fishermen. Then fucking get level your go level that shit. Go do the Moogle ones then, so you can get them to sixty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Great. What about you guys? How do you feel about the Namazoo? I've never done any Beast Tribe quests, really. I started the Ixal. That's it. I just, I, I can't be bothered to do it, man. I raid. I do content. I PvP. Explore. Level new jobs. I can't do Beast Tribe quests. No dailies, but you can level the jobs with Beast Tribe quests. Just think of all the Storm Sap. I don't even know what that is. It makes money. Yeah, it's I a new glass. It's a new glass fiber. Okay. And that's the only real rooting interest for Namazu. Like, I don't give a fuck about the story. I just want my glass fibers and just to be done with it. I love helping my little buddies. They're my little buddy. And the mount they give me is spectacular. It's cool. It makes little that's squeaky true. noises. I saw the first one today. Apparently, it has a big one on the top. It's like a shrine to the big one. Yeah, it's a shrine to the big one. Hmm. That's what it is. They They give you a full history about, you know, what it is and its origins and... There's yep. the Namazu, he travels in your in your bag, and then he comments about how you keep too much shit in your inventory. Mm-hmm. And then oh, that's great. <laughs> I thought you had to be a crafter to do them. That's why I never You do. Did. Oh, okay. No, crafter or, or gatherer. gatherer. Or gatherer. Or gatherer. You can do either or. Yeah. And then these dudes think that he's one Namazu, but he's actually a different Namazu. So they apologize. They show him how to make the shrines and then you, they, you just fly with them anyway, so the fact they're holding the shrine is no relevance because they're just hanging on for dear life. I think I'm just mad because I found out that the Namazu and I both worship the same god, and I like to take myself seriously. And and they're, like, belittling my my worship and my reverence of the big one. Yeah. That's probably it. If I had to put my finger on it. So it's just jealousy. No, it's not. It's not jealousy. It's like it's like when someone makes political cartoons, like of of your of your um religion, right? Making, making, dude. I don't. I don't have an affiliation there. And even if I did, I just I just like to laugh at shit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You laugh. You're laughing at my big one. (laughs) You're just. You just laughed at it. No, I didn't. I want to erase this conversation from existence. <laughs> this is worse than the samurai conversation. <laughs> Agreed. I just, I want to just, all right. So, okay, so Namazu. So that's right? the Namazu. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. yeah. 
And I guess uh, with that, we can quickly hop... Oh, no, Sly, what do you want to say? No, I'm just saying this is going to get edited out of the actual audio. I could edit it out. That would know. be... That would not... Yeah. You know what? I've never done it before, but I'm not opposed to yeah. it suddenly. <laughs> no, leave, leave the Sam conversation in, because they actually had some weight to it. You know, there, there was meaning behind No, his... It. No, I mean yeah. this this part right here. Yeah. Not yeah, the whole the show. Nozu. Yeah, just... Just the Namazu part. I just want to so wipe... How about them, how about them primals? <laughs> the one? <laughs> yeah, primal. The one. We, that's the main story. We gotta... That's the last thing we want to oh, talk yeah, about. We can, talk, we can talk about the fight. We can talk about the fight itself. Well, and then why don't we do it... At least do it in order. They'll oh, talk about right, the main right. story, then the trial, then mention trial, trial extreme. There's well, a process here, gentlemen. I was talking about Sorabon. Oh, well, he's not a primal. Well, he's no, not. I'm, primal. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but, but <laughs> he's going. I was actually. I wanted to just quickly touch Doman Reconstruction and then go to Four Lords because uh, Doman Reconstruction right. is similar in scope, I believe, to the Namazu. Let's um, do Doman Reconstruction, pretty much as we expected, it's pretty much just sell shit to an NPC. But as you sell the shit, you get to see Doma get rebuilt and certain uh, relationships are built with, with the other areas. It's very reminiscent to the way the Kojins were rebuilding. Uh, their mm -hmm. trade routes with the other areas, except that uh, the characters you get to witness in Dolmar, we're starting to see the scope of the characters that you'll you'll get see. So have both of you done both your weeks of Dolman Reconstruction at this point? I'm inside the Dolman Reconstruction yet. So all it is is you basically vendor 20,000 gil worth of stuff to them. Um, mm -hmm. Clear demi-materia is an easy one to do, or imperial pieces, or um, anything. Just You just vendor shit to them, and you get cutscenes that uh, slowly rebuild a map of Doma, pretty much. Hmm. And you can see the, basically you start to get cutscenes of uh, foreign trade partners coming in and offering them these services, and then you see that area grow, and then once you've done one area, they move you to another area to work on that part. And we're seeing the different hmm. the different NPCs from the different parts of Hingashi and the Azim Steppe and people like that coming in and establishing these trade routes with Doma themselves. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a guy from the, I believe it's Armor or Blacksmith questline. You wouldn't know him if you didn't do it, but he's over in Kugane. He comes in and he's having a fight with another NPC that's new. And there's this constant, I guess, almost almost like it's it actually is a city coming alive. In a sense, it's just coming alive at a pace that I think is a little too slow. Because it's weekly. Okay. You can only do okay. these these things weekly. So as you hand in the stuff, you get a cutscene. They say, hey, we're starting to build this. We have a market now. We have steamed buns. We have a bar. We have alcohol. Now we need to work on this thing next. Okay. And there's some comedic value. Mix. It's, 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 a, it's a slow process, but it's starting off mm -hmm. pretty well, at least so far from what I see. Honestly, honestly, don't think it's too slow. I think it's paced just right. Um, the, the reconstruction, it's not like... Again, it's going to take a while, so naturally, um, I'm thinking maybe what, five, four point five, maybe we'll we'll see something come to fruition. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't give it one patch, maybe two patches before we see it. So with the achievements, I noticed the achievements only go up to the second expansion, and I believe there's eight or eight or so different areas in the Domain Enclave. So we'd have to believe mm -hmm. that the different expansions come over time to mm -hmm. uh, to the different areas, but. I mean, it's it's easy way to, to make stuff worth more gil, and the hand-ins are, are simple enough. It's basically hand, it's vendoring stuff and getting a story for vendoring stuff. Yeah. Is there any waifus in Doma? Uh, yeah, there's a few, depending on what kind, what kind of waifus you're into. No, I mean... You're you know, like, top-heavy ones. 
No, 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 bro. You're gonna you're gonna have to go to Ritter Rana for that one. Like, no, that best wife was in Ritter Rana. <laughs> or, or on the um, I'm sorry, the um, Sly's an expert. I'm an expert, oh. but I'm not taking any more waifus because this game has a fucking tendency to kill my fucking waifus. So well, I'll take I'm, some for you. Please, go ahead. <laughs> Share them around. Please. <laughs> please. Don't worry, you get to kill Garuda um, again soon. Yay. Just, and oh maybe my. one day we'll get to kill a sail again. Who knows? Mm. Moonbrita, too. Who the fuck knows? They don't even care about her anymore. She's been irrelevant for a while now. Oh, no, that's not fair. Orion J references Moonbreeder all the time. We, how often do we see Orion J? <laughs> uh, you know, once every patch you know, or something. This last patch moon was the... all when the moon <coughs> don't fall. And that's exactly. why I was talking about Moonbreeder, right? No, I think he was just talking about the moon. Shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. oh I never understand what that guy's saying. My bad, my bad. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like a lot of the characters in the game don't quite understand what Orianje is. So they're like, Orianje, just English. Come on. English. Yeah, I English. want a cutscene one day where he says some wizard talk, as me and my buddies call it, and everybody is just double question mark over their head. Like they all look at each other and it's like little cute little sound effects, like bang, bang, bang. I feel like there is at least a cutscene that resembles that where he says a bunch of shit and they go, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> happened a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, That's great. He's just like, this. There you go. All right, thank you. Was that so hard? The Namazu do that once. This one guy's giving a huge explanation. He's like, explain it to me again. Three sentences or less. It's like, see, that wasn't so hard. That was that funny. That in the Prima Vista as well with the new... Uh, it's a recurring uh, joke. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the new, the, yeah, what's her face? Uh, the, uh, the Al Ra. I'll wash her face. Nikoto. Um, yeah, and uh, Sid's like, can you try to explain oh, that yeah. in a yeah. way that someone with the echo, try without, without the echo, wouldn't understand? And then, and then she tries again, she's like, one yeah. more time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nerd. All right. But I'd highly recommend doing the Domain. It's it's so low effort. Just go and do it. Besides, the prerequisites to do it are the the interesting quest, the the children, the mm -hmm. the, the Domain refugees, and in uh, Mordona, and there's some other quests tied to it as well from Patch 4.2. So I'd recommend, from a story perspective, uh, it's one of those side quests that's fairly worth doing to watch the Enclave grow. And hopefully the Enclave grows and actually has vendors and stuff and a market board eventually. I'd fingers crossed that one at the very least, if you mm -hmm. make it far enough. All right, so Domain Enclave, done. We can move to Four Lords next, which Yay. I think, despite not having a trial, I was very happy with the Four Lords from both yeah, good. a story yeah. progression standpoint and a comedic standpoint, and everyone knows what I'm talking about with the comedy. Yes. So, any, so all right, I, I've been talking a lot. Why don't we get to Sly? What did, what did you think about the, uh, the Four Lords quest line? Give, give us some thoughts here. The quest itself, it's good to find out more about the auspices. Um, the trial. The solo instance, I suppose we'll call it. Yeah, we'll call it that, sure. I'm starting to believe that, you know, people are right and that Lollafells are just a bunch of evil fucking dicks. and they Or incompetent. Nothing. You're just getting this now, are you? Yeah, like, I didn't want right. to believe it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that that guy you know right. you know wallafels are fine but no no fuck him kiss my ass call me on christmas 
I thought Tataru was evil the whole time, man. This quest That's proved- been a theory for a long time that Tataru actually, is actually this, evil. This quest more did the opposite for me. I was like, oh no, she's not evil. She's just a fucking idiot. So somebody somebody <laughs> in the chat brings up a really good point. The whole reason why the player can see AoE markers is supposed to be because we have the echo, right? Yeah, because we got the echo. Yeah. Tataru doesn't have it. So she just runs around and hopes she doesn't get hit by shit. No, she runs to you. Well, she's scared. <laughs> All right, so let's let's start from the top of the Four Lords. So the whole point of the Four Lords storyline is uh, we're not yet ready for Seryu and Suzaku. It's not time for that yet. But uh, mm-hmm. he wants to turn Sorabon into, or at least grant him access to the powers of an auspice. He's been training since the start of the quest line in 4.2, so a patch now. And he wants to accelerate the process by using Geomancy, of all things. Specifically a box located in the swallow's compass that when you breathe in the smoke inside it will it will rapidly age you so he wants to age sorabon to a thousand years or you know in that range and have him become an auspice for a short time to understand the power and to gauge his his actual sense of power it's a pretty i didn't think they were going to go that in depth as to why sorabon in the trailers had, had accessed his aramitama but it was quite elaborate from genbu he's uh he's quite the storyteller with this one yeah, they had a reason for everything we were doing. It felt legitimate. Uh, I was I was drawn into the storyline. I thought it was really good, R- right up there with the MSQ. Not not as good as that, but right alongside it, I felt like it felt uh, right in place. Well, I feel like as a side story quest, it's developing in such a way that I enjoy following it to the same degree I enjoy following the MSQ. So I'll g- I'll yeah. give you that at the very least. Ethos. Yeah. Um, what what I found interesting here was. Uh, the fact that we've already established that auspices are basically animals. They get to a point where they're a thousand years old. They start to, uh, you know, become divine. They have, um, they're, they're basically exposed to this crystal of light and it gives them these superpowers or whatever. Uh, Soroban is not an animal. Soroban's a person. Like categorically, he's, he's, a, he's a spoken. So he's the same as like an Elizan or a Hure. I just think it's interesting that either... The Kojin are like not spoken and they're actually animals or else people can become auspices as well. Yeah. Which is really strange. Well, I suppose if an auspice is granted power by being in proximity to a crystal of light, then mm-hmm. it's it stands to reason that other other beings could probably do the same. No, they mm-hmm. have to count as animals though, because he was saying that the box would have killed Tartaru. They well, I, th- I think it's because... Um, because she doesn't have the like latent capacity that, that Saruman does. Yeah, and another big thing is the life expectancy of a, of a spoken, of a normal, of the, of the enlightened spoken, I guess, of the enlightened Oh, you races. know, that's probably, that's probably, it's probably the fact that Kojin just lived for a yeah. long, very long time. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that mm-hmm. even real turtles live a long time, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regular turtles live but they're to be not like real what, turtles. It's not even a real shell. It's a backpack thing. <laughs> they're turtles. Wait, it's not a real shell. No, it's not a real shell. I mean, it is. Oh it is a real shell. It's a real it's shell, a... but it's not. They don't. They're not born with it. It's not attached to them. It's not it's attached, not attached to, them. to them. No. I got debated. No. I thought they were real. No. no. Then, then, then they, they've What's... served their purpose. Isn't there NPCs in Turtle Town, the underwater one, where they're yeah. like? They're like uh, they're, they're, they're polishing the shell. They're yeah. polishing the shell. Yeah. Yeah. They're like this was this homie's shell. We uh, we yeah. hang it to. Me- yeah, he wore it. it. It'd yeah. be it'd, it'd be like I have this Steel Series backpack. It'd be like yeah. if something happened to me, if you yeah. were just sitting in a so, corner. So if Mike if Mike died, 
then his spirit would would obviously inhabit his Steel Series backpack, and then we'd want to keep it all like nice and clean and polished. No, and we wouldn't. Up so that he could, <laughs> no, we he wouldn't. <laughs> Just no, pour, we wouldn't. Pour, spirit, my, pour my pour my pour my ashes in there. If his spirit is possessing it, then of course we'd want to keep it nice and tidy, right? I got you baited. That's what's going on with that. Yeah. But either way, they're turtle people. Like, shells being theirs are not. They're still turtle people. Yeah, they, they're people. Turtle people. Yeah, they're people. still classified as spoken, right? Yeah. 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 They're classified as spoken. So, but they live to be old as fuck. They can live to be over a thousand years. Pretty yeah, much. Right. So, so I think that's interesting is that we've established that the Arama chimichanga is something that's... Um, no? No one? Chimichanga, that's that's for that's for Lakshmi. That's for okay. Lakshmi. Lakshmi's the um, Chimichanga primal. So 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 we've established that it's not something that's uh unique to non-spoken creatures. That mm-hmm. the spoken habit as well. And that and that makes me think that it's probably the same thing as the inner beast, as the darkness, as um all, all those other like metonyms that we use for this sort of uh power that we have within us that sort of grows out of control and kind of you know takes over our uh you know you, you sort of see red and that that sort of typical um metonym right that we have with, with the warriors and the dark knights it's the same sort of thing yeah because yeah. the warriors and the dark knights is it's already two sides of the same coin so this is just yes a third yeah. so side this is another this is another like far eastern way of describing the inner beast effectively yeah which is and, cool and it specifically references shit. in beings that can survive a certain a certain length of time and obtain mm-hmm. a certain and have this latent power as as is described it's it's less of uh i forget the way that the inner beast is technically achieved um in terms of in within the lifespan of the warrior themselves since they don't live mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. way 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 old but uh, yeah, it is essentially the same thing, and that's I think that's kind of the glue that's holding together this entire thing. The whole idea is that we're we're trapping this. We have this being trapped whose Aramatama completely took over, and he was a massive threat. And mm-hmm. Aramatama is the constant recurring theme of the auspices and their greatest fear. So to see it manifest in another being is, um, I guess, kind of solidifies the importance of keeping it under check of like what it actually does to mm-hmm. the beings themselves and the the destructive impact that it has. So I think that's what's keeping me interested in the Forlord story is actually getting to see this threat that isn't just a generic primal threat kind of uh, surface and become more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Curious Gorge has access to the inner beast, it's not that special. <laughs> Shots fired, man. I love Curious Gorge. I do too. It's a good play. Yeah, He's cool. He's and he and he fell in love finally. I'm so proud of him. Little Alra girl. Yeah, there you go. She's got the inner beast. So she'll be all right. She will soon. (laughs) She if not, she will soon. (laughs) Just can't get away from it, can we, huh? Ah shit. Oh my. Oh my is indeed. Oh my. Uh, There you go. All right. Whoa, hey, plot twist, before we move on, you think Tenzin could have the Arimatama live a super long time too? Well, no, so he gave his life specifically to trap Koryu. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, did we already know that? Yeah, yeah we Tenzin's knew that already. Dead. Yes, yeah, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, Tenzin's dead as dicks. For sure dead. For sure dead. Yeah. I Not mean, to be sure, guy. like, in if, if it didn't happen on screen, it didn't happen, right, Ethos? No, he's dead. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 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 
it, okay, so the Tenzin thing that was like over a thousand years ago. Yeah. Okay. And he and he is not an in theory, he's not, you know, an auspice. He's not capable okay. yeah. of becoming an auspice. He he's the one who made auspices possible, or at least created the auspices in a sense mm-hmm. from his his sheer presence. Look, at least his, the four lords, the four lords. His crystal of light is interred in that sanctum. That's yeah. why they all live in that sanctum together because Tenzin's crystal of light is there and they hang out around it and sort of mooch off it. Oh. Um Tenzin's not going to give up his fucking crystal of light if he's not dead as dicks. I'm just saying. Like if someone if someone came up to you as the warrior of light and was like, "Yo, I need your echo. I need your crystals of light." Like, "Come on. Hand them over. Hand them over." I'd be like, "Over my dead fucking body. Let's go." Yeah. Okay. Over my dead body. Well, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he's exactly. uh I wouldn't be surprised if if in some way in the story later, the fact that his crystal of light is there, there's a high chance that any amount of his his anima or his ether could manifest mm. in some way. But if it is happening, that's the crystal of light's last go. Like that's the crystal of light going. Bottom line, like it will be gone after that. So that wouldn't surprise me. But him being alive, no. Nah. That okay. he's he's dead as dick. Sorry, not uh, most. The, he's he died before the samurai buffs, so he's. He's gone. He didn't get to live the season. Didn't those. even get his two percent, man. Didn't Damn. even get his two. Tenzin didn't even get his two percent. Unfortunately, oh, that's the real tragedy here. That is. That is. It is really a tragedy. He would have put it to work. Yeah, yeah, maybe he wouldn't have died. Yeah, and we get to see how he would have put it to work. Like he even uh, Biaka was apparently his first companion. Is something that we uh, we learn of the four lords. Um, mm-hmm. And him and Biaka travel around uh, communicating with. You know, he communicates with Genbu before he actually has the ability to speak, but he's intelligent enough to to know to be able to to use his latent powers. Pretty much, mm-hmm. we'd have to assume that he's probably. I think he says how old he is. I think he says he's like five hundred or something at the time when he runs into the village that's going to suffer from a, a volcano eruption. Yeah. No, he says he says he was about a hundred. Oh, he's only about a hundred. Okay, I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, regardless. He starts to develop that. He starts, and then he starts to have these powers. But he can only communicate with someone with the echo, at that point. Mm-hmm. And Tenzin uses that and fights Biako just, just, just to get people nervous and get them the fuck out. Seems like mm-hmm. a cool dude. They're doing Tenzin some justice here. He was a royal prick in Final Fantasy XI for the most part. I so, thought he was cool, but he was a prick. He was literally like, "Oh, well, bad things happen." Well, I just, I guess I'll just listen to the sword. What do I do, sword? Oh, the sword doesn't have a flame anymore. Well, I guess I'm an asshole then. I'd listen to that sword too, though, in his defense. I I misspoke. He starts to have his visions when he's 100. And and he goes through, like, at least a couple of centuries of not being able to do anything before he um he meets with Tenzin. Yeah, and then that... So you're probably right. He's, he's probably about five or 600. That's when crazy. He so Tenzin. small at 500. You'd think yeah, he'd he grow tiny. a little more. <laughs> But the other auspices have been around for far longer. Yeah, he's the same game. size now. Exactly. Yeah. Why doesn't yeah. he just grow? <laughs> he can when he wants to, to be fair. But exactly, you know. I, but I don't. I don't think that's his natural form. Then again, Biako's natural form makes a little bit more sense. He's a big ass tiger. He just yeah, it's exactly. so menacing yeah. compared to the rest of them. Like he looks like a yeah. four lord. Genbu yeah. is like, that's it. What? <laughs> That's it's it. Fucking turtle. What do you want? He's a turtle. He's not like a sea turtle or anything. He's just a regular well, he turtle. He wants him to be in his big Genbu form. Yeah, he just should always be in his. He should just always be Gen Gen uh, Gen Daddy. 
or, or Genbog. Genbig. Gainsboo. Gainsboo. There you go. Gainsboo. Gainsboo. That was the name we had for him when, when we saw Biako and we saw how buff he was. It's like, that just, you got Buff Yako, Gainsboo. Yeah. All the good ones. Good. All right. So, how are we? Who are. I want to get predictions. We, there's mm-hmm. nothing to tell us which one it'll be. So, consider this completely blind Suzaku or Seiryu or both for 4.4. Seiryu. Seiryu? It's not it's not gonna be both. I, I can guarantee you it's not gonna be both. Bars? I don't know. Man, I barely remember though. Suzak or Seryu's the bird. It's the rock. Seryu's Ser- a Seryu's the dragon. Seryu's Dra- yeah, a Seryu's a dragon. Yeah. And Suzaku's, Suzaku's the bird. The fire bird, yeah. I think we're getting the bird next. Yeah, I reckon Burb. Burb? I'm st- I'm still holding out for the two for one. Okay. Really? I'm st- I'm still well, holding out. Because we for need to fight Koryu, and and if we're only going to three point five, then we need four point five. I don't know Sorry, why this expansion. No, I've Kodi. I've done that so much. This expansion, it never it Same. never happened to me in Heaven's Word, but mm. in Stormblood, I keep saying shit like three point five, yeah. three. I don't know why. Yeah. Are we really only going? We to can't count to four. We don't know that we're only going to four point right, five. Know. We don't yeah, know that's, that. That's the thing. It's like if if we are, then then you got to do a double. There's also the possibility. There is also the possibility for a dungeon boss, but I feel like with the way they're building yeah. up Seryu and Suzaku, that yeah. would be pretty mm-hmm. underwhelming at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, we we also yeah we do have to face a possibility that we get a four point six and four point seven. It'd be cool. I mean, I'm already I already like that the four lords aren't technically primals because that shook things mm-hmm. up a little bit. So fighting yeah. two at once wouldn't be uh would be pretty bad. It's like wow, after the way I saw you handle Sorobon, I think you can do both at once. <laughs> Warrior of Light would be like. Be pretty- that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Warrior of Light would just be like, what? Wait, what? I don't... Whoa, be- will Biako help? No? Come on, bro. No? No? He's... Okay. See ya. No, um, I'm just... Yeah, so the, the, that's the one that I think we brought this up last time, is if they're going counterclockwise from the... Because mm-hmm. each of them have a direction affiliated. Genbu's the north, Biako's the west, Suzaku's the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're just going around in a circle then that would lead to Suzaku next. But who knows? They don't have... Then who knows if there's actually a rhyme or reason to it. It's a 50-50 chance of being between the two if it's only one. Yeah. And seeing that we're talking about the Four Lords, um, we never really talked about the Swallow's Compass, the the new dungeon. What did y'all think of it? That is a great dungeon. It's a great dungeon. It's really fun. I love it. I love the music. I thought that was fantastic. I like the last boss. Um... I had a blast. I just ran it again today. I've I've run it quite a few times. Not even for tomes. Like I'm doing yeah. desynthesis in there, and some other people have wanted glamour. On top of that, I was still doing ultimate coil a little bit over the past few weeks. So the 345 gear in there was the mm. perfect item level for ultimate coil. Oh, since uh, it's as high of an item level as you can reach before the item level sink fucks your materia over. Yeah, so, some of it's best in slot, eh? Yeah, so a lot of it's a lot of it's best in slot for for unending mm-hmm. coil specifically. Not worthless for uwu next week, but oh yeah, good for good for the old stuff. And I don't know this this kind of throws a whole loop, a whole wrench in the uh, a whole a, what's the phrase? A wrench in the throws a in wrench the in the. I don't remember the phrase. It's been a while. In the works, it wrench, it throws a wrench in the works. There you go. Um, of what people could. Uh, Perceived Geomancy is in Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 14. Up to this point, the Astro Quest line just kind of leads you to believe it's an Eastern version of Conjury. Not even Astrology. Conjury. It's in the yeah. Astro Quest line, but it's Conjury. Mm-hmm. And this kind of, well, 
it's it's conjury it's described as analogous to conjury insofar as you are drawing uh ether ambient ether from the earth yeah and it's described as analogous uh to astro insofar as the earth is a star and rather than drawing power from other stars like astro we're drawing power from our own star that's what geomancy is about and this is consistent with it but it gives uh i sort of it shows that it presents in different ways to either conjury or astrology as we use it but it it shows sort of a different side to it it's no it no longer mm -hmm. just appears to be just those two things it, yeah. it kind of takes mm -hmm. its it finally takes its own form in patch 4.3 mm -hmm. something that feels very distinct and separate mm -hmm. from the other practices Mm -hmm. So that, you know, mm -hmm. of course, that leads to discussions about new jobs in 5.0. Well, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, well, it's self-evident now, like Geomancer confirmed for 5.0. I'm saying, well, I don't know. Like we've had, we've had so many other job mentions. We, we've had, you know, Puppet Master exists in the game's lore. Um, there's, uh, there, there are a couple of name drops. This is just this patch of uh, Arithmetician. Of um, yeah, all the Final Fantasy uh, tactics jobs and the tactics jobs and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what was the other one? Uh, the spear tank. Chat will help you in a second. Templar. 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 That's right. Yeah, Templar. Um, yeah. So dramaturgist. I, yeah. I, if dramaturgist is a combat <laughs> job, I will laugh my ass off. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, so Geomancer might be like more well-realized than some of the other ones, but I don't want people to think that it's like, it's self-evident that it's going to be in the next expansion. Over, over what people have been Stop! Begging. There's no time. Astro is a time mage. No. Well, Astro uses time magic kind of a little bit, but it's, but it's not a time full, mage. Yeah, it's, yeah, a full it's fucking time, time mage. mage. No, it's not. It's, not. it's, it's not. our time mage. Oh yeah, it, yeah, probably. Probably. It is probably our time mage, but there does exist in the law like a full-fledged time mage. Look, time I, mage. I still I still think and I still hope that what we're going to be getting next expansion will be Blue Mage and Dancer because that's what people want. But we do have to entertain the possibility that they're developing Geomancer. I think we're getting a Gunblade class before we get anything else. That'll be Machinist. <laughs> no, dude, they can't do that after all this. Just they can, they can, and they will. <laughs> no, we're gonna see a gunblade class, man. Every Empire uh, troop we see has a specific gunblade. Yeah. There's yeah. specific animations. Yep. Yeah. And and there's and there's a job whose whole identity is about using Magitech and like you know developing uh, uh stuff created by the garlands and sort of adapting it for our own use and it's machinist mm. he's just he really doesn't want you to to have a good time for no us. I'm, I, it's just it's already covered it's already it's already it's machinist the problem is I, I, a couple of melee abilities the problem is i see his point of view when he throws it down like that but <laughs> too many for for it to be machinist <laughs> we're gonna go wherever we're gonna go in 5.0 and you know machinist literally has gun blades <laughs> there's right. so many like machinist main hand glamours that are gun blades really yeah uh. it's like a, <laughs> a dozen of them. Uh. <laughs> ah shit <Damn. laughs> 
<laughs> they don't use them like gun blades, though. No, they don't. But they have they are they are guns with blades on them. It would be pretty hype if they got some new skills in 5.0, mm. like gun blade skills. That's that's what I'm saying. So so if we can just take a tangent for like two minutes. Um, okay. Machinist moving into Ilzabad would be all about like, all right, um, we're, we're going to meet some Garlands. We're going to learn more about Magitech and we're going to like take what we learn and sort of put that into the, into the job because Machinist is this new job that we're sort of making up as we go along, basically yeah. in terms of law. So we're going to pick up new skills and we're going to integrate them into the job and the job's going to see changes sort of based on that. And it's I going like that. to... Move All right. It. Well, that's your that's 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 your prediction. You're locking it in. I like that. Fine. So, Galbadian 5.0. Galbadia, shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. I guarantee you it exists in Ilsebard, but I'm just saying you shut your mouth. All right. I mean, we're entertaining the thought, so you might as well put two and two together, sure. I was entered. We were entertaining the thought of geomancy. <laughs> yeah. This took a whole nother turn. <laughs> it's like they even had bells, which is my which was the predicted weapon for geomancy. That's, that's their go-to weapon mm. is bells. So, Seems that way. Yeah. Although that makes sense given that um, uh, Ganon, the first geomancer and the first king of Doma, made bells for the for the Namazu, right? That's already like a salient thing. Yeah. It's a I just yeah. think geomancy's been pretty well woven, like into into all the different parts. Oh, we sure? we haven't yeah. seen it much till this patch, but the more they mention geomancy, the more like integral it seems to kind of the development of of the area. Whereas mm -hmm. before, it was just this thing was mentioned by name and used for a few astro quests. Mm -hmm. So I hope they continue. I, I'll I can't wait to read more about it in the next uh, Eorzean Cyclop Encyclopedia, which they'll do one day, maybe. Please. Well, it wouldn't be an Eorzean encyclopedia, would it? Yeah, would they, they rename it? <laughs> they rename I it think to they the, have to. the Heidelin. Like the Heidelin. Othard. Encyclopedia Othardia. You know, I wonder if that would make it easier for them to... I mean, the Eorzean encyclopedia already has information on the other parts of the world. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Yeah, there you go. And that's the point, the point of the encyclopedia Eorzean is that it's written by Eorzeans. If we got an Othardian encyclopedia... So then do a Heidelin by, encyclopedia where it's written by Heidelin. It's written by Minfilia. <laughs> oh my god, could you... Oh no, that would be infuriating. Could you imagine reading a whole book from the perspective of Minfilia? It'd be a lot like, of link, love, lot of, lot of link pearl references in there. I love Minfilia, but that would be really tedious. I'd have to go back to the Waking Sands every time I want to read it, so probably wouldn't be that great. That's another character I haven't seen in a while. We'll see her eventually again. Yeah, we will. They really wanted to get rid of her. <laughs> they were like, oh, everyone hates her. Just send her <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. So we have we have Swallow's Compass. We have mm. Four Lords. Um, mm. The next would be the 24 men on the list. And I see why they hyped it up. Because yeah. uh, outside of one incredibly stupid fucking quest that has some comedic value and is a teaser or is a uh, an Easter egg towards uh, a certain somebody on the development team, most likely, uh, I was I was impressed for the most part, other than this one sidetrack quest to delay me unlocking the twenty four man. I didn't mind it. We got to spend time with Shimani Lamani. We got to learn a little bit more about Ivalisian lore. I thought it was I thought it was all right. I also got to relive level twenty-nine to thirty-two main story quests for the first time in four years. 
Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite that long, was it? No, but it was very much the exact same back and forth that I was used to all those years ago. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. So uh, how did how did we feel? Let me let's get overalls before we we kind of go down the path here and kind of figure out what exactly happened. Slide. What was your thoughts? Overall story. Yeah. Uh, impressed. Highly impressed. Um, makes me question if tactics is kind of retconned into fourteen. Sort of. We already know no, this Evilise is not. not the Evilise. This is this is fourteen's version of Evilise. This is not Evilise and for and Hyvelin existing in the same existence. Uh, That's not literally tweeted out that they're not the same, that it's not a sequel, and that anyone who thinks so, I, I can't remember what the exact term he used, but it was it was uh, synonymous with moron. <laughs> but they are interlinking them, though. They are. Yeah, they're because referenced. They're no, referenced. What we not the same timeline. That's, that's it's not the wrong. same timeline. But but, okay, let me just say this. According to yeah. history, Rassler and Ash are brother and sister, so that fucking ruins everything in Final Fantasy XII. Yeah. So also, there's no way that could happen. Final, Final Fantasy XII comes before Tactics. Tactics is set a long time after Final yes. Fantasy XII, and yet all of the, the ruins of the Tactics cities are buried beneath mm -hmm. the Final Fantasy XII ones. They're literally flipped. Yeah. Okay, so all that aside, you don't think that was you don't think that was Ramza's spirit in the crystal at the end that when he touched it was, it, but it was 14's Ramza. It was 14's Ramza. Yeah, it was it was the original the, what the legend says that was that's OG Ramza in in Ramza. We'll we'll definitely get to talking about that later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, this is not that Evilise. This is Matsuno's no. original Evolution creation for Hyman. Yeah, Ma Matsuno and Yoshida have both had to say that so many times that it's not the same fucking Evilise. It's not a sequel. You know what You know what set this off, though, at this? The first time someone asked, they said, we'll allow you to interpret it however you... <laughs> and that was so dumb, because it's like, well, <laughs> well what, what do you, you think? What are you are saying, gonna... then? So, the, there was a 14 Ramza that had his own story yeah. in his own world, yeah. and that happened. Yeah, and it's completely like, unrelated yeah, to tactics. It's completely unrelated. But, it's but a, they are it's really tiptoeing over this line. That yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay. It's like how Costa yeah. del Sol exists over in, in exactly. Lenosha, but that's not... The it's, the same, Costa it's the del same Sol way that we have Bahamut and Ifrit and Shiva, and you know what? They're, they're completely different from the ones in the other Final Fantasy Rams games. Rams is very that, specific, uh, though. He's a man. Rams is very specific, but, but, you know, Bahamut's very primal. specific. Bahamut was the, was the Dragon King from Final Fantasy One, who granted you your, your advanced jobs. Yeah. The crystal tower exactly crystal tower like that's pretty fucking specific like it's <laughs> what this game does it's like literally everything else in this game right but what my whole thing was i was saying that ramza at the end of the quest line looked mm -hmm. and talked a lot like ramza well that's because back. that's the ramza legend that's because our ramza's a prick it's almost like it's almost like final fantasy 14's ramza is based on yeah it's a reference that's all it is. It's just a reference. So they're not, you don't think they're linking? They're not linked in any way, and it's been stated by Matsuno that they're not. It's been stated, but they're really tiptoeing this line. Like, they are. There's no tiptoeing it. They straight up said the line doesn't, the line exists. There's no tiptoeing yeah, it. They're, they're, 
I think it's some multiverse theory stuff where there's all these going on at the same time. Don't you get me started. That's what I got from it. Started on the Final Fantasy multiverse theory. That's the impression they give you. No, we're not. No, I'm not going down that road today because I can ramble about this for an hour and nobody wants to see that. Me and you will talk. Uh, after. I think they do. Right, good. I think they do. Go, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you said the M word. No, I'm not going to do it. Don't make me do it, slime. Is there an infinite number of idea. universes simultaneously Mm-mm. existing? Mm-mm. It's like a rug. Mm-mm. Hell yeah. And we're I, don't all even, I don't even watch Doctor Who. These and I still crystals. Mm-mm. There you go. That's the Ramza I knew, dude. I could see it in his eye. All we know is is that the normal void in Final Fantasy is their excuse for connecting certain things. Yeah, and, and that, that void is not something that we have. Our and that is void is different. actually straight up something we... There, That void probably does exist since Shantoto can travel between dimensions, but it's more of a dimensional thing. Shan- less of a... Shantoto is not canon in Final Fantasy XIV. The, the, Ko- Koji's made this clear, is that the Final Fantasy XI crossovers... The Lightning Returns crossovers, the the Dragon Quest Ten crossover, all all of those they're not canon. Yeah, they just Shantoto, excuse. Final Fantasy Eleven's Shantoto has never canonically been in Final Fantasy Fourteen or in Eorzea or Highland. There you go. It's not a thing. Only person I'll accept is Gilgamesh. Then he's yeah. the only one. <laughs> he's motherfucker... just come from a, he's just come from another fucking shard or something. Yeah, he's an asshole. So mm-hmm. he just does whatever he wants. What you've seen isn't real. It's an event. That's why we don't really do them anymore. Because people <laughs> break the fuck. That's why 15 still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> okay. All right, okay, back so on we, track. So, Evilise. Back on track. Evilise. So, we've kind of digested the fucking lore, basically. Mm-hmm. The dungeon itself. The 24-man itself. What did you think? It's the I best one. I just do it over and over again for fun. Yeah, I do it for memes. Like the the bosses were were pretty simple, really fun mechanics. You know, you get not, not every day you get to do math, and people can't do math. And here's the ironic part: the game actually gives you, if you stop and read, the game will actually give you answers. The game <laughs> the game refreshes you, you what prime numbers are. It's like, all right, you yeah, dumb exactly. motherfuckers haven't been in school yeah. in a while. Let me show you. Yeah, and, and, you know, <laughs> like, people don't like reading right before the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Prime numbers, and then people still get it wrong. Like, did you read? And, no, I just got here. Yeah, people don't know math. I actually stopped and read those immediately because I was like, oh, I want to see what the interact. I stopped and read all the interactions the first time through. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because in the last one, I always made eight man, so I never got to go down the path that has the couple of interactions. Because this one's all one path. Because when you make when you make eight man premades, you almost always get alliance A because it just filters your eight into the first slot of the full twenty four man. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been Alliance B or C in either of the 24 Mans of Stormblood ever. Oh. So, if soon whenever they do the splitting path things, if there's lore on one, I can't, I never get to read them. So, I stopped and read all of them. So, when I stopped and read the one that was explaining prime numbers, I was like, I'm gonna need oh, here to know. We go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. need to know this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. I will say, so, let's, let's, let's slow down a little bit. All right, we jumped okay. from what do what does Sly think about the twenty four to about about the story to I was excited Construct Seven's mechanics. We it made a pretty fault. we made a pretty big leap there. <laughs> so let's let's back up a little bit. Faros, 
now that you know they're not the same thing, how do you feel about, <laughs> about all that? Ooh. I'm going to not comment on it, and I'm just going to say <laughs> that. Are you, are you asking me about the story again, or are you asking me about the raid? I ask you how the you raid. feel about the, about the story. About about oh, the okay. telling about how it's unfolded thus far, you know, how is does it interest you? Is it is it is it something you look forward to exploring more of? I got my own theories of what's going on. So the first story I was super disappointed with, and what happened right at the end of this one gave me hope that the third tail end of it is gonna get super, super interesting and my mind's gonna be blown. So whether that happens or not, as of right now, I'm super excited. Now, is that with everything you've learned or without everything you've learned? Man, just because three guys tell me something on a podcast don't mean I learned nothing. <laughs> well, one of them's FS, so when I, Tim, I usually trust it. Okay. If I say something, totally get it. But when FS says something, I pay attention. Uh, he, needs, he needs the robe no, and the no, long white not, beard. No, that's all right. It's okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Dude, I'm stoked. That. They they gave me hope because this whole time I was like, Ramza, quit being such a little bitch. And then he, <laughs> he is, he was is. being a real bitch. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty even all the other characters are like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, dude, chill. <laughs> His dad is like, why do I have this shitty son? Yeah. Why? <laughs> and I like how Ramza even looks at his dad sometimes, like, right, dad? And he's like, no, bitch. Like, like, I taught you better than this. <laughs> his dad, he's like, okay. Okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm stoked. All right. Mm. Mm. Story thoughts? Um, I'm excited. It was good. It, I, I like that it's filled in a lot of Garlean lore for us. Um, so the, the Ivalesian the legends exists in the culture of Garlemald, which is... You know, a culture that currently exists to the far, far north of Ilzabad, like so, so far away from where uh, Iblis is geographically. Um, and Ramza has this theory, basically, that survivors of Iblis founded Galg and then survivors of Galg ended up becoming uh, the, the Garlands, basically, which I think which I think is a pretty compelling theory. Um, so it means that the, the lighthouse was built by uh Garlemald's progenitors and and you can kind of see that a little bit when you see all the all the clockwork you see all of the um you know like construct seven for instance looks like uh, a more um uh, i guess like less sophisticated uh like uh iron giant or whatever yeah um so i found that pretty compelling and and i really did like the way that they're sort of tying in i, I guess like the the classical um points about Ivelisse, the sort of main sort of dot points about uh Ivelisse as it exists in tactics and 12 and really kind of uh embedding it and tying it in with uh with 14's law i really really appreciate because i was so worried obviously way back when they announced this that it was going to feel kind of you know taped on or or contrived and um they've been putting a lot of work into uh making it feel seamless more importantly it's not elegant no, it's it's not it's, it's 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 an advanced civilized race that is not elegant mm. from a time mm. lost. They said a thousand years ago they think Ivalice 
was is when it existed is that what is that the time Rabban Nasta uh so Dalmasca was a thousand years old okay so Ivelis probably would have been founded two maybe three thousand years ago sometime after the fall of the Allegans pretty much it's still possible yeah. there's ties there between Garlemald and Al and Alag to some degree but oh, totally. uh, yeah I mean I mean the thing is Al Alag conquered the whole world so yeah. everything that came after Alag was survivors from Alec, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so that's sort of a, a moot point. But um, yes, I, I do like that we're building, um, you know, a, a sort of backstory and some history that is not like necessarily tied to Alec because we've been seeing Alec, you know, everywhere for the last like four years, basically. All the years. Well, for the last like eight years, you know, if we if we go back to one point, we didn't have too was... much elegant. Like most of the elegant stuff was unearthed during the calamity, but like it was yeah. there before, but it, it was definitely there. it was it was far yeah. less pronounced as after. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Um. So I like that this is sort of filling in the gaps for us a little bit. Um. I like that it's giving us. Um. You know, it's it's fitting in Gabranth. Gabranth being uh, the legatus of the fourth legion, having uh, conquered. Damascus 30 years ago and then um uh Libya showing up we we know that there are a lot of uh, like rebellions in Damascus over the last couple of decades and that was where Libya sort of earned her stripes was the 14th legion being deployed there um presumably uh not long before 1.0 um so I just I just really like they're filling in a lot of little gaps here and there which was really really nice it doesn't feel like uh like some of the events we mentioned prior in other words, like the Shantoto and, and Lightning yeah. and stuff like that, where it's literally yeah. tacked on and not meant to be taken seriously in yeah. the scope of our world. This is meant to be 100% yeah. integrated and 100% yeah, tied really to the history of the world. So then we did also have the, uh, I suppose we have to come to this sooner or later, the name drop of the Sikh, the Banga, and the Viera. Yes. All oh, living yeah. in Dalmasca. Um, and again, so many people are like, oh my god, oh, we're gonna have playable VR. It's like, why not playable banger? Why not playable seek? Why, why don't do we want assume... them as much? Yeah, but that's the thing. Why, why do we assume, like, out of all the beast races, because that's what they are, that, that we'd have VR as playable? None of them are. They seem the more, more human, I guess, quote unquote. They have built in high heels and ears. How are they more human than, like, if you took a, a mask and a shell off the Kojin? Yeah, they wear masks and shells, and then they just look like... Yeah, underneath the masks and shells, they probably just look like scaly humans. Right? I'm, I'm just saying, like, why why Vieira over everything else? Why is that self-evident? And I'm just... I, I just don't think it is. I don't think we're going to get playable Vieira. Or if we do, I don't think it's self-evident. I agree that I don't think we're going to get it, but I think it's just... Like, like I said, um... I don't know why people Remember, want I think, Of course. I know why people um, want Because <laughs> they're filthy. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems in, like, out of the other, you know, beast, they seem more customizable. So, well, yeah. I've never heard someone describe a Viera as customizable, but I'll keep it in mind in the future. But like, look at look at the Banga that we've seen so far. Like, they all look very distinct. Like, you know, we look yeah. at like the Amaljar and the the Kojin and like most other beast races we have. They all look very sort of 
homogenous. Whereas these banger all have like, they've got different hairstyles, they've got different colored skin, they've got, you know, different body types. It's like, why not playable banger? Because helmets. I'd, I'd rather have a play, yeah, but I'd rather have a playable banger than a playable Viera because banger is actually like really different from anything we have. Whereas Viera is just like a budget Nikote. <laughs> I've been saying Lupine. A cat and a bunny are not the same. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, the. <laughs> The bunny people came before, well, they didn't come before Mithra, yeah. but they came before Makote. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that, that okay, they're, they're Allison with, with bunny ears. Okay. You can already do that. You can. Now, now yeah. even on male characters, don't forget. Yeah, you can already do that. In, in the same way that you can have a cure with wolf ears, and that's all the fucking Lupin is. Okay, the Lupin's a little more than wolf ears. All right. Little it's literally it's literally a hero in a fursuit <laughs> does it bother it's, anybody it, else that every single lupin seems to look exactly the same it, it, they do look exactly That's the same racist, they, yeah. they literally it's it's a hero skeleton in a fursuit and they're all wearing the same fursuit exactly the same yeah there's no such thing as lupins they're just a bunch of furries that like live together and and the the domans have just sort of said you know what fine you guys could call yourselves whatever you want that's cool we're, we're cool with that you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go along with it. We'll pretend that you really are. It would we'll... actually make sense if all the suits were mass produced. That's why they look exactly. exactly. Yeah. I can't wait for that part of the Domino Enclave. <laughs> yeah, you start seeing Lupin suits show up. Hey, we expanded our markets. And you see a suit yeah. and like all the different pieces. And you just think. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need to I'm gonna need to rescind my statement that when Etha says that I usually listen. <laughs> I'm going to need to rescind that statement. <laughs> well, you do though, don't you? Yeah, I can't trust anything you say anymore. It's only one thing I'm allowed to trust you on, and that that's expired this patch. So I don't need to listen to you anymore because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, Ivalice, I, I see why they hyped it up in terms of the story impact and, and the budget that went into it and Matsuno's overall vision. And I have to wonder how much of its ties to Garlemald is, is part of Matsuno's vision and how much of that is his direct work with uh, the actual world building team and, mm. and integrating that i'd actually mm. love to learn more about that the percentage of of that specifically because i can't imagine he showed up and said oh yeah those people yeah no those garlands are these people this no he, he has he has mentioned um when when it was first announced that like oda and kojin uh koji were along for like every step of the way and then koji said that he only ever spoke to matsuno like once <laughs> Yeah, which is like, well, obviously he was speaking with Oda a lot and then Oda was like, Koji, this is what's happening and Koji's like. All right. All right. All right. Hey, the, right. Pro the, the product turned out great. Yeah. It's my favorite 24 man from a, from a gameplay perspective and from and it's my favorite 24 man patch from a story perspective. For me, at the very least. I love watching people fuck up in that raid because I can just res them and save the whole thing. So one one more thing about Ridorana that's really bothering me that I'm trying to digest is Belias. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, because Belias has been mentioned as early as 2.0 as a primal. Yeah. Uh, In the summoner quest line. Yeah. Tristan oh. summons a Belias Eggy. And then we see Belias in Ivalice. And it's like, well, everyone else around here is a Lukavi. And uh, Lukavi are distinct from primals in, you know, a pretty meaningful way. 
um, what is Belias doing here? How long has he been here? How did he get here? What is his connection with the Gigas? And how the fuck did Tristan... I'm just going to assume someone saw Belias one time and they were, and then they just like, oh, and then that's, you know, that's how primals are born. So you, you think you think that this isn't primal Belias? You think this is like the original Belias and someone made like a primal of him? They just yeah, it's like it's like, like Good King Mogamog. That motherfucker wasn't real, and then they were just like, "Well, he's real." So they're like, "Well, I guess he's real now." That makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, I just don't know at the moment. I have no idea. So Belias isn't a Lukavi. No, he is. No. Well, is is he? I mean, he might be. The Belias in there was... may or may not be a Lukavi. He is like he's he's, a, he's like, at the very he's... least the, the when when the when the Duma took uh, took. Um, Bagamnon. It at least spawned Belias. It spawned Famfried. Mm-hmm. It spawned Belias. Constructs- well, we Belias. Belias could have already been there. Belias could have some like functional role within the lighthouse. Belias could have caused the the cataract. We know the cataract wasn't originally there. We know the city of Gaug was there, and then the the the, the cataract was uh, you know part of some calamity associated with Gaug that basically you know ruined Gaug. And then subsequently, uh, it was rediscovered and, and became used as a lighthouse. Like Belias could have been there the whole fucking. It's time. also worth mentioning yeah. Belias himself summons Belias Eggies. Yeah, exactly. In the fight itself. So yeah, maybe maybe Belias is powering the beacon. Maybe Belias was um, kept there by the the people of Gaug in the same way that the Allegans, you know, used the Warring Triad or used Bahamut. Like we simply we simply don't know, and it's really frustrating. I'm trying to work it out. I'm, I'm sort of slowly digesting it. Well, I just, we just need a Koji interview then. That's what we need. We do. I don't know if you give us the... a straight answer, though. It I've seen some of the Lukabi, though, in, in the first, right? Well, we, we, again, he's talking about, uh, he's talking about uh, the, the two Lukabi we see in the first. In, uh, hmm. Yeah, in we've, we've seen Revan some. Aster. Are yeah. they, I guess the question is, are they ever explicitly called the Lukabi? That's the, it would that's be the safe to make that. that it would be in the, one, the ones in Rabanasta are explicitly called Lukavi. Where we're, we're told explicitly that the the Duma produced them as Lukavi. Right. We're just and not it, told explicitly what Belias is. Yeah. And reminder: if you would like more information, please visit the Prima Vista. And and, and Construct Seven is not a Lukavi. No, Construct not a Lukavi. No, yeah. No. So, so that that's that's another reason why I'm thinking. Well, maybe Belias is was already there. Construct Seven, though. Construct Seven has been there since Ramza's time. So, if you've played mm-hmm. Tactic, it's very it's there's a there's quite a few things that imply the original Ramza had mm-hmm. something to do with all of this. Um, a big thing is that uh, in Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Tactics, there's two constructs. There's Construct Seven, who's a boss, and there's Construct Eight, who mm-hmm. uh, who is an ally. And mm-hmm. one of the things with uh, Ramza is he actually gives, this is an Easter egg, the reason why during the Tartarus mode, and I don't know if you know this, but if you actually, after beating Iazmat, if you return to the entrance and run all the way back up to Construct 7, he's just dancing. Yeah, he's just partying. It's- yeah, <laughs> and he's saying waiting for a command because the first command Ramza ever gave was to dance in Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics. He's like, well, oh. dance. So it's a giant Easter egg. So there's odds are that, you know, Rams and the construct have some sort of the original Rams and that construct of some sort of history. Mm. But uh, worth mentioning that construct seven. Cool guy. Cool boss. 
I will say this with Construct 7, the math mechanic, I, I wasn't bullshit, but I'll say that calling a mechanic subtract when you're then immediately asking yes. me to do math afterwards is the most fucking confusing thing that's ever happened. Because I thought, HP. yeah, but when I see subtraction, I think he's making the four numbers subtract and not yeah. add. Yeah, so I'm yeah, thinking yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah. The same thing. So yeah, then as soon as I realized it was just my HP and I was like, oh, how the fuck? Are, then, all right, never mind. This is easy. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't get it the first time either, but. Yeah. Today, uh, today actually, I went in, and by the time the second computation mode was done, he was at 9% health, because people were doing it correctly. Oh, oh damn. Man. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was very... Of, because of the buff you get, right? Yeah, because everyone yeah. everyone did it correct the first time, yeah, and then the everyone, everyone was doing it correct the second time as well. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe maybe calling the mechanic set set parameter or or set variable or something would have been more yeah. clear than calling it subtraction. So, otherwise, hilarious. How do we feel about the Iasmat redesign and I guess the relore of him? Because what ends up happening is Bagam it. the uh, the Duma turns Banga uh, turns uh, Bagamnon into Iasmat, pretty mm. much. And uh, Amamiya, the you know the Dick Chariot designer, as as Sly has come to know him, he didn't design it, I know, but that's how we referenced him on the show. Um, he's the one who's responsible for this new Yasmat. And how do we feel versus the OG? Better. I think it's great. I mean, I'm biased because I, I've known Amamiya's work, so I'm biased, but better. I'm unbiased, and I say better. Was Yasmat even in tactics or just twelve? He's twelve. Twelve. The whole Ritterana Lighthouse is twelve. So, well, I mean, Belias was in tactics too, but yeah, yeah but I mean, like 12, the location 12. itself. Like pe when people mm -hmm. think uh, Ritterana, Yasmat's almost always for a Final Fantasy twelve player the number one thing that comes to mind. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. that's yeah, why so everyone was like, "Is Yasmat going to be there?" And he's just like, "Wait and see." Not saying. Not saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I didn't play yeah. twelve, so I can't give my input but that's cool he's better than however he was in 12 well in 12 he was a nightmare because he he is the to this day he has the second most hp of any boss in a final fantasy game and oh, i was gonna ask about that do you really think like the beginning of that fight was a nod because when like of the course first it time was yeah. Oh, definitely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. the first time you do it you're like okay we're not gonna be here for and it feels exactly like how you'd expect the actual <laughs> yasma fight to feel yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he had fit he had just over 50 million hp in final fantasy 12 he was eventually beaten out by chaos aeronite and lightning returns um which had 50 i think it had 57 million or 50 it's like 53 or 57 million but yeah as met for newcomers is like a six hour fight in final yeah. fantasy 12 so when you're when his health starts dropping that low like that sh that at that pace you're like <sighs> <laughs> especially after everyone's first week of construct seven taking like 45 minutes for one pull because yeah. the group just wouldn't <laughs> give up they're like oh no 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 yeah i remember losing it as soon as no. we, we started pulling i'm like what he's still at 96 percent like yeah. we've been here a few minutes i yeah. thought that yeah, was it's, cool yeah it's a really good nod it's a good nod and then they they give you a way to make his health not so stupid right right with the heart or whatever you gotta kill yeah exactly yeah. uh luckily in the newer versions of 12 it's a much faster endeavor much much faster. How long? How long as well? Well, I mean, Chris Paul said you could do it in 15 minutes. You can, but 
It's just you because he's he you can debuff him in Zodiac Age. You can't debuff him in the original. And on top of that, there's a bunch of other changes like breaking the damage cap and stuff that you can't do in the original. That adds to it a lot. Yeah. Fastest in the OG 12 was 45 minutes if you didn't screw up once. That was That's as insane. fast as you could do it. Wow. That's ridiculous. He's an optional boss then, right? Yes, he's yeah. an optional boss. Okay. He's Jeez. basically the Shinryu of, of Ivalice. It's it's presumed, pretty much. Wow. So he does not fuck around. Nope. Uh, four times he yeah, also helps him. The as, as well, like the, the relation to Shinryu is that the the way he is um i guess produced um in 14 was very similar to the way that shinryu was like it's it's uh you know shinryu was this primal created out of you know uh loathing for the empire um and you know rage and all that and um this was basically a lukavi of the same thing yeah it was it was uh Begamnen being like oh you damn imperials I'm going to show you what for. I'm so mad. You get yes, but. And then he'll cut he'll cut through you like like a knife through butter. Like a knife through butter. Mm. He loves saying that. He says he speaks he's have a, having a speaking iasmat took a few minutes to get over. He likes his butter, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Yeah. He loves his butter. Overall, I'm excited. I'm really glad of what they've done and I think Matsuno should be very proud and hopefully he's got something fantastic Agreed. designed for the end. This is something I don't want to end in three patches. So what, what do we think the next location is going to be? So the, somebody mentioned there was a name <coughs> drop of a location. Nalbina, Nalbina Fortress is mentioned. There's another one. Giravagan. Um, I don't think Giravagan's ever mentioned, but the Le Monde is the one that's mentioned. They, they, do, they actually do yes. mention Giravagan. Oh, do somebody they? Does, yeah, yes, somebody they does. Do. If it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm so trying I'm, to find it, but yeah, they do. Okay, I missed I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna put my hat towards. It might be in the Prima Vista. Also, I, I might have missed the the Prima Vista because I haven't gone back into the Prima Vista and done the bacon bread quests. Mm. Not missing much. The music <laughs> role is Giru Vegan. Yeah, but uh, Lemonde is from Vagrant Story, which is another evolution thing from Matsuno. So uh, that's another location that's mentioned. I think the other possibility is Nabudis. Yeah, I've been saying Nabudis for a while now, only because that's the that's the home place of chaos, which is mm -hmm. still the stone that produced the Iasmet. So mm -hmm. it's a bit tougher mm -hmm. to make that call now. But there's a lot of mysteries going into the next one. True story. Do you know that uh, the bacon bread thing is a, a reference to a video Yasumi Matsuno did where he made bacon bread? <laughs> no. Yes, this I'd have to really I'd have to find it, but it room. it's a direct reference to Yasumi Matsuno, the whole the whole little side story with the dramaturgist. Yeah, that's him. You yeah. you ask him about the um, wandering minstrel. And yeah, it's quite the dra the dramaturgist is Yasumi Matsuno, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that specific bacon bread reference is to he made a video of him making bacon bread. There's a video of him making bacon bread. So, I'm just saying that's. Mm. That's why it's bacon bread in True. the first place. So just get that out of the way for this one. Okay, so is there anything else we need to touch on before we go into the main story, Sukiyomi, the Extreme Primal, and Ephesus' ultimate revenge? Nope. No? I'm sure there are other things we could think of, but that's nothing of interest. Okay, all right. So with that main story, we have the conclusion. 
to the Dolmen side of the main story quests. We have our answers about Yatsuyu, how they were mm-hmm. gonna how they were gonna take her character, her relation with Doma, who the primal was, and where we're going next, I think, is probably the most important detail that's answered there towards towards the end. So first off, before we get into anything specific, thoughts. General thoughts. Take them wherever you will, sly. I'll let you gentlemen go first. I'm still salty. Oh, you lost your you lost another waifu? Okay. He's really upset about it. he keeps he then stop! They they all die, Sly. Stop picking them. You're you the one killing them. Happened, man. You're like the bad luck charm. You stood there while she got shot twice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that was yeah. really stupid. Like, it always is, isn't it? We never do. Nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just go ahead. General um, thoughts about the story. It basically is what we expected. It, there weren't really too many surprises, alas, from the, the last I mean, there, was, there were some pretty big surprises, but I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Like, in comparison, like, that was the more important surprise out of it. But, yeah, um, as far as, like, where we're going, I was interested to see that i thought like really now out of all times like we're we're heading like we we're not there yet only one person is going as quote-unquote an envoy of sorts but yeah we're really he's going, going he's gonna be hard pressed to make it there i know but um yeah oh no i thought it was a good sto- a really solid story patch that you would maybe expect in a later patch but yeah really solid not what I was expecting. Far so us? what were you expecting? Oh, well, okay, yeah, we'll take that. What were you expecting? Something on the lighter side. Something mediocre. Kind of like the the patch where we got the the, the final steps of faith. So how was that mis- Wait, how was that me- You're saying 3.3 was mediocre? Yes. Really? I felt like the jump from 3.2 to 3.3 was pretty rushed, but other than that, 3.3 I loved. That, 3. That's 3. how it was... Wait, so 3.3 is when the dragons attack Ishgard, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's that a Nidhogg. That's the sickest storyline yeah. patch that I've ever <laughs> seen like... in a game. That's my favorite one. Alright, so how did you think this one compared for us? Uh, it was, it's up there with it for me. I, I mm-hmm. liked it, man. Um... It was dark, but and I know you guys all talked about oh, speculation about uh, Yatsuyu and how she was going to end up and everything, but I didn't really see it going down this way, to be honest. Just as someone who doesn't, I don't dive too deep into the lore. I don't speculate too much. I kind of just go with it. I play the game. I don't do a ton of research, but I didn't see Yatsuyu going this way, and that that was I, I liked the primal fight, but for the story overall, I mean, it's um. I liked the political game with Hien and the and uh, Asahi, and it was almost like a. It didn't really get in too much of like a battle of wits, but it was politics for a while, and up until this, it was just war, war, war. I know not everyone likes political stories, but I thought this was kind of a nice change of pace, and I think this patch was the best one yet as far as politics go. And that's when Alphano gets to shine the most because he is yeah. our resident politic. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, Ephes. Alphano, man. Anything other than the final reveal, Ephes? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean... Take us through the events of of Dolma. Take us through your thoughts on, you know, the ultimate confrontation to end the Dolman quest line. Well, Asai has been carrying around these crates. Like, every time we catch up with him, he's carrying around a crate of crystals just like hoping that Yotsuya is going to get like pissed off basically or, or that he's going to you know trigger some memory um man the thing the thing with their parents was really sad that was really really rough like they they were the most like irredeemable characters there was nothing yeah. good about them like so just just to remind you guys um Yotsuya was sold by her stepfather to a brothel so that they could afford to put Asahi into an imperial college. Um, and the first thing that her father says to her when they when they are confronted again was, oh, maybe we'll be able to sell her again. Like maybe she's still useful. Maybe she's still like, like got a few good, good ones left in her. Um, man, that was so fucked up. So what what sort of the 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 conditions under which her memory was sort of triggered just like reaffirmed all of that that nihilism um from her original character um and yeah i think it was basically inevitable um going the way that she did but in in any case we did we did predict that it was going to be tsukuyomi um we find that tsukuyomi is one of the kojin gods um, but because she was sort of raised to believe in the kami, it made her like susceptible to, you know, becoming a host for it. Um, and that was, yeah, I mean, it was great, wasn't it? It was really good. I I was worried. Yats, after Fordola and everything they did with her, Yatsu mm-hmm. kind of felt a little underwhelming. It took till now, but they it all came full circle for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and we go back to that comparison of the two uh, with uh, Fordola and um, Yatsuyu, who had the worst struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I still say Yatsuyu. I don't think, like, neither of them is merited. Neither of them had any merit in what they did. Like, they're still fucking terrible people. But, yeah, absolutely, Yatsuyu still had the worst struggle. But Yosuke didn't really struggle because she she lost her memory and then she mm-hmm. got her memory back. Yeah, like there was there was there was no real struggle in there. There was no real conflict. Like basically, uh, in, in got terms her of their back. history, in terms of their history, not their right. per, their, their current. Struggle, oh, you mean in terms of what what they went through? What okay, they went through. Yeah. The, the I got what they were. Oh yeah, no, totally, yeah. I get that. Yeah, Yatsuyu didn't try to fight. She didn't struggle with herself. What she was, she's no. like, no, yeah. this world wronged me. I'm gonna wrong it as hard as I can. Yeah. Yeah, so totally. She deserves. She deserves what she got in the like full circle. With, within the fight, like we, this, this is something that we also predicted as well. That the the Xenos. <laughs> Goddamn, Ulua. The uh, the whole like uh, Xenos Gosetsu thing in the fight mm-hmm. was actually some sort of you know reminiscent crumb of Tsu remaining intact yeah. and sort of fighting back. And that was really compelling as well. And that was really sad. And I really, I really liked that. That was a really yeah, nice were, touch. Yeah, it was a nice touch. And I think there was like a lot of truth to the specters within the fight. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you kill Asahi, like when you're like DPSing Asahi, he says it should have been me. Yeah. And, yeah. And there's a lot of reflections of the truth within those specters. 
Yeah. I love that. This was this was one of those primal fights where it didn't feel like it happened for no reason, which is a big thing right. with a lot of primals. Where it's like, well, fight me because I exist pretty much, mm-hmm. or right. I have to be put down. You had to put her. Mm-hmm. You had to put her down, but everything that she says, everything she does in the fight is is is, is a part of is part of Yatsu's character. It, it was a fight yeah. with with narrative. It was it was a fight where mm-hmm. narrative right. was was one of the primary factors yes. of the direction of the encounter. Yes, right. and that I made really, really it all that. the more enjoyable. I mean, as... I mean, even even to the point where, like, halfway through the fight, she comes to the realization that her power is being fueled by her uh, her torment, by her pain, and that she mm-hmm. needs to invite more suffering onto herself in order to sustain that power. Which is when she starts summoning the shades. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, it was just particularly the first time doing it, like it was just really heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah. And then you get to see that even the fully, you know, just completely fucked up, ruined in the head Yatsu, she actually has a, she actually did develop a sense of emotion for one individual. The one individual who yes. put her entire past behind it, Gosetsu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. on, even, you know, after Gosetsu saves her, it, his, his, uh, his memory kind of blocks out the suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, she even, has one last little word about him, about how she hopes something, you know, uh, she hopes the persimmon. Per- yeah. She persimmon. hopes the, the yeah, hopes the persimmon was, tastes wait. good. Yeah. That he yeah. enjoys the persimmon. Yeah. So basically we, we established that she's not a psychopath. She just right. literally was never loved and never yeah, treated she was just fueled like by just, emotion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like same with, same with, uh, Fordola. She was just fueled by emotion. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's she were, she's like Dexter. <laughs> it's like it's like completely fucking ruined, but like at no, some point developed a sense Dexter of emotion. Because, because Dexter he's Dexter a, is a psychopath, right? I think she's right. still a psychopath. He's a I think he's a sociopath. No, she's a sociopath. He, yeah. she's she's a sociopath. I think I don't know. I they're completely fucking ruined in every way. They yeah. do completely irredeemable things, but in but, some but way... But the, the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath is that a psychopath is, like, fundamentally fucked up. It's like they're, they're just sort of born that way. There's something, like, fundamentally and categorically wrong with them. Whereas sociopaths um, behave the same way, have the same sort of qualities, but they're qualities that are produced by their circumstances. And we were unsure which one, you know, where Yotsu sort of fit in there, but I think we do now. Um so I think I think we're all a bit more sympathetic for Yotsu at this point. And that was compelling, that was good. And then Alphino decided he was gonna go to Gullamob, which was the stupidest decision that Alphino's made in his life. They He's they like, I'm just, just gonna go there by myself. Garlemald just had their ambassador killed. Why does he think he can go well, there as an ambassador? Asahi, Asahi wasn't, yeah. Asahi wasn't actually uh their ambassador yeah i know xenos just pretending to be well xenos put him there yeah but 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 no that was totally the thing it's like why why would you go as a like why do you think you're going to be safe going as a doman ambassador like at least maybe maybe go and contact your daddy in in charlene and maybe get like a charlene delegation to get he was like no all right i'll see you guys i'm just gonna go by myself with this stranger into the the den of the of the enemy and um It'll be fine. I'll work it out as it goes. I mean, good idea. No, I don't I was think no, this is the good. one thing that I wasn't expecting. This is the only thing in this whole patch where I was like, Same. are you fucking serious? Alpha I don't think he's going to make it. He's going to make it. I don't think he's, he's going to make it. He's, he's, that motherfucker's dead, dead in 5.0. Yeah. 
I think no, nah, he's got daddy. He's gonna make it. Daddy's not gonna let anything. No, nah, fuck it. He's dead. Fuck it. He's it done dead. in five point I agree. That's he's the main character of Final Fantasy fourteen. He can't be dead. No, I'm the main character. No, Alpha is the come on. Let's be real. Alpha is the main character. No, Minfilly is the main character. I just feel like Alpha has gotten a lot more confident in his diplomacy, so much so that he's willing to risk life and limb just to take a trip to Garlemald. So he just knows he has plot armor. Well, he knows. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> he knows that there's these two factions: the Popularis and the Optimates, and he's hoping mm. that the Popularis is sort of strong enough that he's not going to get killed and he can help them out in some way. But he's he knows. He knows Asahi's version of the Popularis, and well, he knows. He knows that Asahi was not a Popularis, and Asahi was bullshitting. But but my, yeah. we we thought that Asahi's like whole entourage was in on the on the game. Turns out it was only him. Right. It turns out it was only him and, and like Maxima was like, no, I actually want to go ahead with this prisoner transfer. And like Maxima is like sincerely a, a, a popularist and Alfino recognizes that. He's like, all right, we'll sweat his mouth. Here's my opportunity. So I get that, but man, it was such a, like it was such a quick decision and it was such a. If there was any doubt about going gonna, to Elsabard like, before, we're going to Ilsabard now. Oh, like, right. If there was any doubt about going to Ilsabard in 5.0, I think that was quelled as soon as the words came out of his mouth, I will go to Garlemald. Yep. Well, I think we'll be seeing Ilsabard before 5.0 because okay. uh, we're getting these, these uh, what, what, what was that status that we had with Alphano roleplay? Yeah. So I think that this is going to be used as like a narrative vehicle for us to like make a journey to Ilsabard in Alphano's shoes and see like zones along the way with each uh, subsequent MSQ patch. Yeah, that was, uh, but we won't talk about the kind of the main point of that instance yet, but uh, for anyone who mm -hmm. hasn't done it yet, there's a role-playing instance where you control a different character who isn't the Warrior of Light. And as mm -hmm. you said, use it as a vessel to experience other parts of the story you otherwise wouldn't see. And I feel like it was it was well-placed and well-used above all fantastic. else. Yeah, it was really good. Simple yeah. to understand, not too difficult, but a good way of getting information to the player other than just showing us a teaser cutscene. Yeah. I hope in the next one he like he's fighting and he's like casting spells, but then he goes oom. So he's like, fuck, what do I do? And he picks up a gun blade, and then we get a preview of the next class. I mean <clears throat> I mean machinist. We yeah, play you, machinist. You'll get that right after your next samurai box. Do you think anyway. Alphano could do you think Alphano <laughs> could even lift a gun blade? Let alone know what to do with it. Maybe he gets like a Lalafell one. Well, it's just a little little toy gunplay. I mean, if we're gonna talk about jobs and everything, oh, let's shit. let's dive deep down into the rabbit hole and talk about the aftermath of the role play. Let's just go ahead and get right. Jesus, into can we do things in order for once? We fucking no. skipped half the other. No, I'm, we're I'm literally good. skipping to the biggest news. Other than, the, I, to be fair, there's like, actually three major points at the end that are established and are pretty mm -hmm. consistent. Can we just leave that? Because that's the thing I won't be able to get FS off of if we start. I just want to get him off of it quick. Oh, uh, you really teasing me. I don't need you to say get FS off quick ever oh, again. Dude. All the same. This is an awful lot of foreplay, you guys. I want you to really enjoy it. Oh, thank you. There you go. Because if if that if if we get to it now, then you have to you know everything's gonna be gone. Then how yeah, do we talk about the other points? Have to go and lie down and yeah, it's true. Yeah, 
I know what how it works. What are talking about, man? Are we still talking about Final Fantasy XIV? Yes. Okay. All right, so uh, do we want to talk about um, Xenos then? Yes. So after all is said and done, um, we, we kind of skipped over the fact that Yatsu kind of kills Asahi and, and Cold Blood is her last thing. Mm-hmm, As a good. reminder to what uh, what Ephes said, she was sold to put him to, you know, to get him his position in the Imperial Army. And so she kind of hates him the most. He oh, never yeah. quite realized it, but uh, she uses the last of her primal power to fucking kill Aloha, I swear to God. That was so sick how she did it, too. That was, that was a great yeah. scene. I loved that, He man. fucking shot her. It's like, he just walks up, starts shooting her. And then and all of a sudden, we're just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And then starts oh. kicking her after and then just, pfft, yeah. that's oh. it. Just two not, just two swords right, right through him. It was, it was, it was quite, quite the show. It was, it was one of the, one of the best like cutscene series, like from the end of that fight to establishing that Alpha is going to Garlemald. I think it's a, the best kill in the game. That's Story it's, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty damn good kill. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd definitely agree with that. I don't think you guys can dispute that much. Moonbrita's the best sacrifice, I'll say. Not Papalimo. No, I like Papalimo. I felt so much worse about Moonbrita's than Papalimo. I was like, all right, this fucking idiot right here. All right. I felt no remorse for Papalimo. I just thought it was... I think Louis, Louis Soir was the best sacrifice. All right, that's, he's the yeah, OG. That's yeah, not yeah, That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, Papalimo just, he was Louis Soir's copycat, except he didn't do as good a job. He got the spell working for a few minutes longer, at the very least. That's good news, right? Yeah, I mean, he did the job. Yeah, for a little bit, and then Omega took care of the rest. And now look where we are. (laughs) Yeah, we never had a chance to get attached to Granted, we didn't have much of a chance to get attached to Moonbrita. We had two patches that killed her, and they did a pretty good job with her in those two patches. So, Okay. So with that, we've established Alphado's going there to talk to the, to, you know, be an envoy for Doma and, you know, help the Popularis with whatever, you know, politics over in Garlemald. Doma's like, all right, we're going to keep rebuilding this shit. We got to keep working. Gosetsu's going to go off. He's become the new Astinian. He's become the, the Stormblood Astinian. He's just going to go travel the world and shit. So we'll probably see him again at some point for whatever reason. And uh, then we start to tackle the problem that was presented in that we see an echo vision from Masahi that shows him speaking to a recently resurrected Xenos. And I'm glad for once that all the characters kind of come to the same conclusion as the player for once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an Asian, right? <laughs> that's That can't be him. Although, Ethis, obviously you presented the theory that with the echo um, and this theory does come into play for something else this patch. Yeah. Yeah, that because of the echo, he he did technically, you know, cheat death. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he yeah. could. Um, yeah, I'm 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 leaning more to the side that it is a litibus, and this is frustrating me because when when we got some um, the cutscene where Elitibus takes off his mask to show the emperor, and the emperor reacts. Um, can that be a new YouTube channel? The emperor reacts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! Just to everything. <laughs> um, oh, now I'm completely sidetracked. Um, yeah, so during that scene, Elidibus is like head and shoulders shorter. Yeah. Than than uh, Varys. Yeah. Right? But but now 
you know, Zenos, he's like the same height, if not like a little bit taller. Yeah, and it's built. just like, so I'm, I'm like, all right, okay, fine. You know, a little bit possessed Zenos. Like I can, I can accept that now, but it's still like, why didn't they just fucking use Zenos's model for a little bit beforehand? And it's been too obvious. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's what he was. Yeah, but you can't take that verbatim every time. Like they, they can, he's an ass scene. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. What you you reckon he just like opened like console commands and set player size to like zero point six five or something? Yeah, like yeah, we'll go with that. I'm I'm just saying like it's 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 inconsistent. It's like he's he's a different it size. It is, and and it 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 still sort of makes me wonder well who whose body was a little bit using. Yeah, here you go. Right? Look, right. The, yeah, he took he when he cut his throat, he just took the head first, and he went back for the rest of the body later. Oh my god, I'll take it. So I'm I'm I think that it's most likely Olibus having taken Xenos's body. Um, then there's the Elizan. That's Xenos. That's the prevailing theory, and and people are saying, all right, it's got uh, blue eyes. Everyone and their grandma has blue eyes, so that's that. I don't I don't buy that. Um, he, he's got a, uh, a katana and sort of draws and attacks in a similar fashion, which is, mm. yes, that's compelling. Um, and he also like makes references to the, to the hunt, which yes, that is also very, very compelling. Um, I think that it's quite likely that it is Xenos. I think if, if it's not Xenos, that it's someone who's very closely related to Xenos, one, another one of his disciples, like Asahi possibly. Uh, so what I think, I think the exact thing that happened is... Xenos's body was taken by Elidibus very quickly, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. And what happened, and he became that, he basically pulled the Sahagin thing, where the Sahagin with the Echo was able to transfer his his essence mm -hmm. between the bodies. Mm -hmm. um, and, and found his body was already taken. And found so. his body was already taken. So they had patrols going back, you know, checking on the grave. They did send, They didn't they mention they send one, they sent one group of individuals to go check the grave to make sure that it was well they sent a group of people to, to go and bury him so yeah. i reckon i reckon it was one of the one of the yeah. resistance members that was tasked with burying him that he's just possessed yeah the thing is that just seems like really kind of sloppy it's like it's it's freaky friday it's like okay so elidibus is in xenos's body xenos is in this elizan's body like i think that's what's happening but it just seems like a little bit uh contrived to me i like there's a, lot, a little more thinking involved than the normal story twists yes i i agree with that but it's just it's just a little bit messy sloppy sloppy there you go i'm 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 100 percent convinced that shit is that shit is uh xenos that the elizan is is undoubtedly I'm not a hundred percent, but it's more likely that than any other outcome. Because there's no other Asian we've had interactivity with other than um, Elidibus. So not, not, in re not since the end of Heaven's Word. No, not since we not right. since Lahabrea and Igor Igortham, whatever her name was. Igiorm, um, yeah, Igiorm, yeah. yeah, that one. Igiorm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's most likely, and this this I don't even know what angle this necessarily creates in terms mm -hmm. of the way things are are panning out because we now have pretty much an ASEAN controlled 
Um, what's the what's this, the other side? There's the Popularis and the other one. What's the other one? Optimatus. Optimatus. So we have a Xenos a Xenos powered Optimatus, which is Elidibus, and then on top of that, you have the actual Emperor being under mm -hmm. the influence and just letting Elidibus do whatever the fuck he wants because mm -hmm. he says it'll help, mm -hmm. which is you know what Gaius did, and well, I think well, Gaius Varys, learned something. <laughs> Varys doesn't have the same, uh, I guess like modus operandi or, or even the same ethics as as solace does Varys just wants power he just wants to accrue power he wants to take over the world he's not he doesn't really seem all that interested in like you know saving the star or ridding the star of primals or any of that kind of shit mm. well he kind of seems a tad bit similar to like the same situation Thordon was in yeah he think he thinks he's smarter he thinks he can stay one step ahead yeah the Asians are always the most steps ahead, though. Well, Elidibus is. I mean, yeah. Thornton, Thornton was one step ahead of Lahabre, and Lahabre paid for it. But Lahabre was an idiot, and uh, Elidibus is not. Well, not yet, at least. This motherfucker, he's proven pretty, pretty cunning since he was introduced in 2.1. Mm -hmm. And also very much not about immediate violence or just about manipulating the situation only violence mm -hmm. if, if, he, if he needed it mm -hmm. otherwise he doesn't like to show off too much so we have no idea how strong he actually is as a, as an Asian. we'd have to assume the strongest by far though yeah so we've got a little bit xenos xenos ellison that leaves mm -hmm. us with one remaining scenario and character to discuss the one ethos has been waiting for this whole time so, oh, yeah. so during the role-playing scene, um, the Popularis aircraft is shot down in the burn. So it's also the first time we get to see the burn and see it is literally as barren as can possibly be. There is nothing there. Period. Yeah, it's just been drained of ether. So we so we've um we've known since 1.0 there's there's sort of been this uh this uh axiom of solace, you know starting his conquering and coming across the burn and being like oh my god what is this it's like half a continent that is just completely dead completely drained of ether and someone's explained to him about the primals and um you know what what has happened there were lots of summonings here and battles with primals and subsequently it is just decimated there's nothing there and that's when solace decreed okay primals are, are public enemy number one like we're literally all about making sure that this kind of shit doesn't happen ever again um so the burn when we first saw the the expanded map of Othar, we were like all right it's either going to be that place or maybe the side of like boja citadel so it turns out that it, it is the form we were we were correct about that so i was really really excited to, to see this it was good it was also probably the worst path they could have taken to get back to Elsebard, as much as it was probably their only path. Well, they're going in a there. straight line. Yeah, they're going they're in a straight line. Yeah, yeah, and they got shot down by... We'd assume we're optim uh, optimized. Yeah. presumably. Yeah. So, uh, um, while you're being attacked by the Imperials, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, Alphano and them, they're trying to fight back a little bit and to not much avail, mm -hmm. considering the conditions and the number disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, a group of three individuals over on the horizon, um, they show up. And they help you out. One of them wields a very particular gun blade. And, mm. uh, he's a machinist. <laughs> no, he's yeah, a someone's someone's wielding the, the Kingslayer. Um can I can I paint a picture? Can we can we like step back a minute? Let me paint a picture for you. Okay. So um 
the climax of 2.0, you're piloting Ultima Weapon, right? You, you think that you finally have the power to restore order to these, to these barbarians and Eorzea. None of the Eorzeans themselves are, are powerful enough to prevent uh, primals from happening, from being summoned, or to defeat them when they are summoned. No one has that power. Um, and uh, this strange black-robed man has, has given you the power to do it. And then suddenly you realize that actually that's not what he's about. He's trying to use you to cause calamity. Um, he destroys your your secret base in the Praetorium. You manage to escape the explosion and uh, feeling very betrayed, you decide that the rest of your life's work is going to be dedicated to hunting him and his down. And you collect their masks on your belt. But you also have your mask on your belt. Your, your mask that was your, your visor as part of your old helmet on your belt to kind of constantly remind you of that betrayal and of the life you you left behind. And uh, you go hunting Asians and you call yourself the Shadow Hunter. That is a really fucking good picture. It's a pretty good picture. Yeah. yeah. And um, two and a half years later, you're you're in the burn and you see Alfino and you recognize him. And you say to him that you know who he is. You say to him that you know who the Scions of the Seventh Thorn are. You say to him that you've had dealings with the Scions before. Um, but you're not going to tell Alphino who you are because that would freak the fuck out of Alphino. Um, you're just going to take him along with you for the yeah, time. Yeah, you're the Shadow. Yeah, you're just, just along the ride with the Shadow the Hunter. Shadow Hunter. So, um, Daddy's back. Guys is back. I've been saying it for what three, three and a half years now. Mm -hmm. Has it only been that long? It's been yeah, about that much. much. Yeah, probably, probably longer. Much. Probably longer. It's lit. Mm. Yeah. So, as as Ethis has most accurately described, the individual who comes to save you is almost definitely, with in fact, without a doubt, yeah. Gaius Van Belsar. And, and companions and oh. companions which i'll mm -hmm. give at this a minute in, in a minute time to speak about those two because i've heard some other theories about who those two people are as well mm -hmm. um yeah this is most denotable by his weapon by the way the airsbane ethos not the king's yeah, bane so King's much for fucking caring for the last four years all right my bad um and it's based on king's bane all right and among his uh, and among his collection, he has five masks from the Lesser Asians. You may recognize them from things such as the level fifteen story quest, where you take on that Asian with the with the demon. Mm -hmm. You have the red mask, which belonged to the higher tier of Igorim and uh, Lahabrea. Mm -hmm. And then you have a white mask, which doesn't belong to any Asian. That's his mask. That's mm -hmm. if you look at Gaius's face, a small faceplate about this size. That's his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you've got you've got your wish. Mm -hmm. Daddy's yep. back. Got our wish, and he's doing his. He he knows that the empire is not what it should be. He knows that the empire is basically um, being puppeteered by the Asians and by Elidibus. He realizes that he was being puppeteered by Lahabrea, and he's made it his life's mission to to rid the empire of this scourge, and presumably as a result, restore the Galen Republic 
um, and sponsor the Popularis. Side by side with going. the science of the seventh dawn. We going in with Gaius and he's going to teach all your new machinist abilities, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. man. He's going to teach you how to wield a gunblade <laughs> with the gunblade class that's coming in five points. <laughs> Oh my god. Imagine if he was imagine if he was a class trainer. We'd all have to get the job, right? Oh my god. And I didn't lock it anyway, because I just get everything max level. You gotta fight fire with fire, kid. <laughs> get behind me. Let's go hunt some shadows. I wonder when he I feel like we, the revelation of who he is will come probably in before 5.0 itself. Yeah, it'll come in the next couple patches, I think. I can't wait. In a yeah. role in a role playing scene. And Alphino is gonna be like, what? No way. Sorry, I had to type something Terrible. real quick. Anyway. Hold on. You know how... Wait. No, no, no. Yo, anyway, you know how... Uh, you know how he was He was always like, Eorzea is mine by right! What if one day we're side by side with Gaius and we're fighting off against the Empire to make it right again? And he's like... Eorzea is ours by right. Wouldn't that be sick? Well, he already conceded when we were fighting him that, yeah. that he was that he was wrong. He was like, oh shit, I've been trying to conquer Eorzea because I thought that no Eorzeans had the strength to yeah, defend you're it. Right. You're right. He had that um, realization. There. Yeah, and he had that realization, which which was one of the things where I was like, oh well, he's gonna come back. His arc's not done yet. He's just had that realization. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. Oh, it's That's, really exciting. I'm so excited for that. As as for the people with him, I'm a little bit frustrated by this. There's there's a blue-haired uh, Hior, um, who is almost definitely a Galan, um, mm -hmm. and people like Otsugayom. No. Well, because 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 only one character in a weeb game has ever had blue hair, like. And see, see, somebody had to point this out. She did have the Garlean eye, correct? I couldn't see it. I couldn't. Yeah, I look. I haven't seen it personally, but I've been told that people have data mined that model, and it does have the third eye. Okay, that's what I've been told. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of assuming that that's right at the moment. But mm -hmm. no, I don't. I, I don't think it is a gay. If if it is a gay arm, then that's just like entirely incidental. Who is um, that? Igiorm was one of the Asians in the it, it was it was one of the two Asians at the end of the uh the the Ethereal Research Heaven's facility. Yeah. 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 Igiorm was the Asian overlord of the 13th shot, which became the void. She fucked up. Um so she was delegated as Lahabrea's bitch, basically. Yep. Why would it be her with Gaius? It it wouldn't. Because yeah, it's got would. blue hair. People saying, oh, it's got blue hair. So it's a girl with blue hair. It's okay, got so that's blue. whatever. That's whatever. Yeah, that's whatever. Right. Um, I mean, it might be, but that's, I don't think so. Um, I think it's more likely we got the real Rams. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think I think it's possible that he's been purging the Asians from hosts and then like collecting the hosts in his entourage. I think that's possible. Hmm. He's freeing them? Yeah. So, so kind of like how we freed um, Old Mate in 2.0. Thank you, Eddie. He seems like a more like a loner to me. I, I think he would do, he would purge the Yassian, but wouldn't take anybody on. I think he yeah. would. I think if, if he cares this much about, he, he's, a, he's a do anything to get it done kind mm -hmm. of guy. Mm -hmm. and, I'm and, saying that's, that's one theory. 
the the other they could be uh survivors from the 14th legion um they could be members of the the populares that he's sort of you know picked up from other places uh they they could be anyone i've heard a lot of theories the elders and may or may not be a dusk white it may be a clan that we actually haven't seen yet. We know there are other elders and clans elsewhere on the planet. So I'm quite excited um, about the possibility of that being like a new, a new elders and clan. Hmm. It's um, also worth being interested in the fact that it's very odd. It's very unusual to see a, uh, a Garlean hanging around with an Ellison. It's not the most normal of things other than the ones who were, um, what's it word? What's it called? Uh, taken over. And yeah. integrated. Well, the only mm-hmm. the only Garlane that would do that is Gaius. Is Gaius. Is, yeah. And, Gai- uh, Gaius is Rotatna. He gave Rotatna yeah. his chance. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Gaius doesn't give a shit where you're from or who you are. He only cares about your results and your loyalty. And I love Gaius. Oh, Gaius is the best character. Um so do we do we have any other theories about who those two might be? No, I think I think the idea yes. that they, so Oh, you do, okay. Sly. All right, All right. Okay. I want to hear this. Okay. But it has, it has it has holes. See, it okay. has holes. Like, I mean, the uh, one, the the female. Um, yeah, like. Don't say what I think idea. you're about to say. say Lydia's it. dead. No, Lydia's she's... dead. She was in the palace of the dead. She's in the palace of the dead. She's dead. Dead. She's gone. She's literally done. in the palace of the dead. She's she's so dead. She's 100% dead. You under the table like she, she's in the Palace of the Dead. Her and Ratatna are both in the Palace of the Dead. Um, so I and say what both... you got to say. No, please. Go, go ahead. Why do you think it's Livia? Well, the third eye, mainly. But... Oh, man. There's there's no other Garlands in the world. <laughs> yes, I understand that. But, you know, like, it was, it was a, just a possibility. And like I said, it had holes in it. That's a lot of man. holes. Well, you know what the yeah. biggest hole is? Hershey's fucking she's dead. The, <laughs> big, the, big, the biggest dead. hole is the hole that we put through a skull. <laughs> Damn, really? <laughs> um, wow. Also, Livia's a bitch. Um, Livia, Livia massacred the Scions. Livia, um, in, in a notoriously brutal fashion, uh, massacred every remotely suspected rebel in uh in rabanasta uh, Libby was a piece of shit maybe guys that d- does he know about Since all when that haven't we known pieces of shit guys definitely knew about all yeah, guys guys knew about all that. guys knew all about that but it was not done under his uh sort of direct supervision supervision yeah, yeah. so you know and she was, I mean, don't get me wrong, she wanted to jump Gaius's bones all the fucking time, but she was also a psychopath, so. Yeah, but, you know, he's not going to say no. Like, My he's a human being. <laughs> she drop-kicked a cabbage person. <laughs> it's not wrong. Literally. I, re- I remember that scene remember very, that. very well. Me and Minfilia at the same time cried out, No! <laughs> cabbage the, oh, the cabbage it's gonna make a salad anyway <laughs> now it's bruised <laughs> imagine if that's how you bruised lettuce you just fucking drop kicked it that was that was how <laughs> lettuce went bad was by drop kicking it all right 
So that's that's the theory about those two. I'm going to ask the more important question. How the fuck is he killing Asians? How do we kill Asians? Yeah, but how did he do how did how is he getting the resources and and do it? Like he's not just killing them. He's if it's a how theory is he, to How is he getting How is he getting resources? How is he getting the resources? How is he How do we get the resources? Guys, Van Belsar is is the most decorated uh, uh, veteran. He's, yeah. he's like the fucking Genghis Khan yeah. of, of Garlemald. Yeah, he was he was Solus's ace in the hole. He was he was a, a, a military genius. He restored the ultimate weapon. You're trying to tell me he, that that he's not going to be able to work out how to replicate. The, the technology that some Aeolian savages use to capture and destroy Asians. But how would yeah. he know that? How would he know that? Because he's been studying them. Because he's, he's dedicated. I'm not just going to buy that he magically is on his hands. Yeah, he's dedicated his whole life to it since uh, since Ultima. Like, we, we've had all this other shit we've had to do, and we've still found time to kill a couple of that. Dude's out traveling the world under the radar. You think he's not ran into some interesting crystals and shit? He says, okay, well, I ain't leaving that there. Scoop, you're Fuck coming yeah. with me. Scoop, you're exactly. coming with me. He gets into a confrontation with an alien. Asian, bop, 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 lights him up, takes his gun blade, gets knocked out of his hand. <laughs> Asian's like, gotcha now, bitch. He's like, fuck. Throws his crystal. Bam. You forgot the part where he used wildfire. <laughs> he uses that. He uses wildfire just before he throws the crystal. So wildfire goes off while the Asian's in the crystal. It's just like. Perfect burst. There you go. Yeah. All right. Fucking dead, um, dead I, 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 I meant more of the specifics, by the way, because it's not. I doubt he just acquires aura That was pretty and specific. Does, <laughs> and does the same thing i have a feeling that um when he's in when he's in the praetorium and the ultimate weapon is is there um i don't know that we can 100 percent confirm the heart of sabik is completely destroyed and i'd like to believe that in his he escape might, yeah that he, he might, might have, have salvaged heart some of the heart yeah he might i feel like he probably has the heart Look, i i think i think the most likely thing is that he's killing the hosts and and thus banishing the Asians. So the Asians have to go back to Asian Hammer Space, and they have to oh. regroup, and then they have to possess someone else. So he's like he's really really like slowing them down and putting a serious like you know dent in their uh, in their ability to operate. But he's not like permanently destroying them in the way that that we have a couple of times. And 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 that's where we're going to come in. That's what we're going to be able to offer him. Um, is the ability to sort of permanently dispatch and that's what's going to like, you know, motivate him for, uh, to, to team up with us. Um, that's so the say, most likely. So you say that he's probably like, killed. He he's probably killed the same Asian like six times. Well, it's probably, the the, the Asian probably goes in and, and like, you know, has three masks. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the mask feels symbolics, like feels a little more symbolic. Hmm. He wouldn't take it unless he knew the job was done. They don't just yeah. So, when you kill an Asian, they don't just like. It's, they're not like did did what's his face's mask fall off when we killed his ass? If it leaves the corpse. Okay, so the two Asian. Let's let's do this real quick. La Habrea we killed when he mm -hmm. was in Thancred's body. Mm -hmm. We killed the douchebag in in the the rising. It's been so long, I can't remember. Nabriales. Nabriales. Yeah, we, we proper killed him. We proper oh, killed yeah. him. Iggy Yorm was proper killed. Lahabrea was proper killed. 
mm-hmm. at the same time. At the same time. Those both those two are fucking dead. So let's mm-hmm. assume that none of those masks came from them, because it'd be Not fucking right. weird if he just picked them up after we were done. No. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering He's who? got the are like he... who who's who's he killed and what have they and what have they been doing and how has he been trapped? I just want to know how he's doing the shit, okay? I go back to the scene. I can't remember which scene it was, but I think it was Elidibus and Nabrialis, but it was a host of other Asians. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're not the only ones. And I Yeah, the I red masks, are... there's at least 13 of them. Right. There's at least one for each original shot. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just want to know who he's I just I just really like the idea of Gaius killing an Asian, sending it back to Hammer Space, and then it comes and inhabits a new body, and like three days later, Gaius kills him again. <laughs> it's like, ah, shit. He has to eventually get to you again. Shit, though. Hmm? Maybe. So I feel like I feel like get... whoever he's killing is dead, dead. Not host. Yeah, he has to get tired of get, like killing the same yeah. person or killing the same Asian. Why would he get tired of that? He'd probably fucking love it. He'd be frothing on it. If he could kill La Brea like a hundred times over, you think he wouldn't? He'd be stoked. No. Because there are other assets you have absolutely to move on to. Would. Yeah. Absolutely, he would. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah. I I'm, think I'm just waiting for the, for the, for the, for the fucking three-way fucking, fucking cage match with, with Elidibus, Xenos, Xenos, Ellison, and Gaius. I'm waiting for that three-way match to fucking go however it will. Because that's you got it. They're all gonna come to a head at the same fucking time. I don't know what were the past interactions between Gaius and Xenos. Were there any? Not really. None that we've Not been really. made privy to. No, no. Gaius and Xenos didn't really see eye to eye with how to run their individual legions or their conquests. If they interacted yeah. at all. Or... I mean, I'm sure as Legatuses at some point they probably have, but. Not in, not on friendly terms. No way, Gaius would ever right. be friendly to Xenos. Right. All right. Yeah. I the, mean, even though they were, even though they were both Legatuses, I mean, Xenos's royal family, basically, didn't he? Yeah. So you kind of be above. So it wouldn't be like you said, friendly terms. It'd be more of a. Well, I feel like I feel no, like Gaius. Gaius was was basically. It's indicated anyway. He was basically Solus's favorite. Yeah. Like he was the one that got shit done. He was the one that didn't care about politics. Um, he was the one that sort of sort of shared the uh, I guess the philosophical aspirations of Solus. And by God, does Gaius look good without his helmet on? It made him look like daddy. Yeah. He looks his age. How yeah. old is he? Fifty seven. There you go. That's old as fuck. <laughs> it's pretty old. Pretty old for a man that moves that well, who moves mm. that well on the battlefield. Mm. I can't wait to find out he has the resident. <laughs> that would never happen with him. No, I don't think so. No, be crazy. yeah, I'm still waiting for that to come to a head a little bit more, which I'm sure with Xenos in the Ellison body, we'll probably learn mm. a little bit more about exactly what the resident can do. Because now, if, yeah. if that is, then if Vordola goes, I'm not going to trust anything. <laughs> Fordola dies, which we have to revisit that next patch with Fordola's story and everything. Uh, I don't want to know what the fuck's going to happen to her. Zeno's just going to kill her, man. Zeno's just going to be like, watch this. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, he probably wouldn't. He liked her. I don't know. I reckon I reckon she'd probably hold her own against Zeno's now. Probably. 
She's got ultra. Her, she's trained I mean, her ultra instinct. We we yeah. I mean, we only beat her because we fucking nerfed her with a with like a dampening field. Yeah, we had that scepter or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how it's just the dampening field. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, how do we stop this? This it just, yeah, dampening field. We we bombarded her with so much, like, um, uh, basically ethereal information that her echo stopped functioning. Yep. I love the way this, this the more we see this expansion story, the happier I am. Because this shit's, this shit's cool. Yeah, it's got yeah. layers too. It's not just yeah, like, it's like an ogre board in one line. There's a lot of things going on. Ogres have layers. Ogres do. Onions also have layers. Stormblood yeah, also has we layers. D we DDoS'd her. We DDoS'd her echo. That's it. We DDoS'd her echo. Pretty much, actually. That's that's actually a really good metaphor for what we did. We DDoS'd her echo. Feels bad, man. Stooping to new lows. It worked. And now with that, we wait patiently for 4.4. Where Ooh. the adventures of Alphano will probably continue via the role-playing mm -hmm. aspect. Mm -hmm. We will probably go back to the Alamegan side of things. But they kind of set it up for that already. When we go back to where Xenos was actually buried, that's almost like the transition back to that mm -hmm. side of the world anyway. So what do you think that's going to involve? Is is that going to involve us having to deal with this um, this strange Elizen that's hunting us now and trying to work out what, what that is and what that's about? I'm curious where what his actual goal is like he obviously i don't think he just wants to be in any but i think he wants his body back as much as he wants to hunt us i don't that, think it was shit about his body i'd have I mean, right to now imagine it's just misdirection yeah there's no way of knowing where he's flying off to because if he really wanted to confront us he could again i don't think he finds the body he's in to have a particularly good fighting form well, the fighting form is irrelevant. If he's got the echo, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and the, the other skill. thing is he took his own life. So does he? how much does he even really want to be alive right now? Well, that's the thing. He's, come, he's suddenly come to this realization that, okay, he can't die. At least not really. Traditional not, means. Not, not, tra yeah, not traditional means, if you will. So he's like, all right, well, what's my second best option? Is it killing the warrior of light? Is it just making sure that he gets to fight the Warrior of Light again and again and again? Is it, you know, getting his own body back? Is it destroying Alamigo? Like, what's what's the next best thing for him? Maybe he's going to go train. Find a way to become more powerful. Something like that. I feel like the body he's in is going to... Because you have to remember, he, ha he might have the resonant, but he's in this very much amateur body right now but the body right. the body doesn't the body doesn't mean shit when you've got the echo like the body it doesn't it doesn't matter it's like, gotta matter for your, something your, your physical your physical strength in terms of like how much you can bench in Heidelin depends on how much ether you're channeling right yeah the whole point of the echo is that you're massively extending those mortal limits and your upper limit is is um basically uh infinite so you, you could take like the body of like a six-year-old child and if it had the echo and was like good at using the echo, it could bench press a fucking mountain. That's just how the echo works. It'd be like Yoda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The body doesn't, the yeah. body means nothing. I you might know. think it does. You might think it does. You might decide that it does, but it doesn't. He was a big dude. Yeah, he was a pretty big dude. Yeah, now he's a pretty For small you. dude. For <laughs> you. He sounded like Yoda more than Bane. <laughs> Is this like oh. after 
For you. For you. There you Ooh. go. That's how that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> Alright. So with that, we look forward to four point four returning to Girabanya, returning to Fordola, and mm-hmm. and establishing the connection. By the time four point four comes out, we'll be just a couple months before the first fan festival. Mm-hmm. Where we'll actually get a peek. That's and, crazy. Yeah. That's around that around that time. It'll still be a little while off. It should be September ish um for patch. Mm-hmm. For the patch, it'll be about two months before 4.5 hits. So that is insane to me. Yeah, and so we'll probably have a much better idea of this conversation when 4.4 actually comes around. Mm-hmm. But until then, we can only wait and see. And we still have more stories to dissect. We have the continuation of Pagos and Eureka. We have uh, Heaven on High. If that even goes more than a patch worth of story, we don't know what their direction is yet. And of course, we have Hildebrand, which I finally did, by the way. And love oh, it. Good for you. Good for you. And I thought it was hilarious. That's so, good enough. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm looking for. There was a bit of misdirection in the preview for 4.25's Hildebrand, but I'm guessing the 4.15 Hildebrand was more of a, a preview of all of it and not just the 4.25 direction, mm-hmm. because a certain, uh, a certain Kabuki face character did not make the much desired appearance or the much hoped for appearance in the 4.25 one. I want Gilgamesh back, and I want him to fight. Yeah. And I want him to fight yeah, Jimmy. We, we need, I want him to fight Jimmy. Break. He's got to fight Jimmy. Give him a yeah. break. He wasn't in the whole last expansion. <laughs> it's been years since we've had Gil Gilgamesh. Can you just let me be excited about this? I'm glad. I'm excited to see Gilgamesh. I love Gilgamesh. Yeah, he's a beautiful piece of man candy. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But uh, I'll, oh, come let, on. I'll let you be you. There you go. Okay, so is there anything else for 4.3? Anything else you haven't commented on? Anything else you want to comment on that you haven't had time mm-hmm. to yet? The Extreme Primal was the only thing I suppose we didn't hit on. We spoke about the narrative of the Primal itself. Mm-hmm. I guess real quick, Extreme Primal thoughts. The soundtrack, I think, is my favorite in the game for any Primal. So... <laughs> I, I love the soundtrack for Tsukiyomi. I am waiting for, um, I guess, the more traditional version of Revolutions to be used, as opposed mm-hmm. to the version that is used. I'm curious if they will, like Dragon Song and Answers, both have an encounter that's tied to them. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that was their idea of, with Tsukiyomi yeah. for the first phase, specifically. Um, but other than that, so this I was much happier with this than Biako. In terms of yeah, the I fight agree. itself, highly in agree. every way. The first couple of phases are still a bit like slow and tedious, but it, um, yeah, yeah, it's it a it's be a better fight. It's, it's there's no air phase. That's all. Like I would, I'll, I will take no. a, I will take the the specter phase over <laughs> air phase. <laughs> anything. I agree, but the specter phase is still like okay. Wake me up. And, Isn't it literally the same as normal? I only did normal. Uh, there's a couple more imperials. Yeah, so there's a few more. There's a few more mechanics, but I think it's more similar. Yeah, no, it's to the literally just. I think they primal. spawn three extra Imperials in the first yeah, two waves, that's and it. that's it. Mm-hmm. And then and see, just, even that, yeah. that, that itself is forgiving because even you can have like ninety six percent and still survive. Yeah, we should have had more going on there. That's my only complaint is that Spectre mm-hmm. face. We should have had something else. Moons falling from the sky. Anything, you know, anything. Still gotta go to Sweet. Susano. Yeah. Susana's the Susana's the big daddy of the primals. Speaking of, speaking of which, what do y'all think of the moon mechanic? I loved it. I, I thought that was really yeah. unique. Uh, 
Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. I, I It always astounds me that the game can be this old and still come out with new mechanics like every patch. I was going to say that about the 24-man earlier about the math thing. They're so yeah, totally. That yeah. it's, it's been out this long and we still keep getting interesting new mechanics. That, like, you can't mm -hmm. see it any better. That's wild. I love that about this. I like that in the middle of Construct 7, they just found a way to use three different mechanics and they just copy. It's like, all right, what do people hate the most about? Oh, ferrofluid? Sure. The ferrofluid. Uh, the missiles, the slow-ass missiles from Guardian? Yeah, use those again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other one was uh, dice, the, the don't move from like Susano. Acceleration. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Acceleration with the dice over the head. Yeah, <laughs> I, I they they do a lot of they do a lot of interesting things in the first boss tsunami. Second boss has the time time tethers, which no one seems to understand are are time tethers, and they just run a circle. I had someone who literally like did a full circle through like the center of the room with the time <laughs> tether earlier, and I just watched all the deaths all yeah, at once. So was... It's the worst. <laughs> isn't it? Oh my god. Construct Seven's got some good dance moves, obviously. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. He's got the fucking moves. He's got some sweet moves. And Yazmat, Yazmat wasn't really anything too particular, other than the health thing. Other than that, he's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. he, he just cuts through. You know, looks like a knife through butter. My hmm. favorite part of Yazmat or Yazmat is the very end when he powers up. He goes red, and he's about to die, right? And he starts acting like he's about to die. He powers up and then he just starts clawing after you right away. He's just going nuts. And you're thinking, this guy's in desperation mode. That was so realistic. In Final Fantasy XII, uh, that ability doubles his level, essentially. It's his, it's his last, last measure. Last 5 million of his health, basically. Most people mm -hmm. agree that of wow. the original version, which has 50 million health, that version happens at 10%, which is why it happens at 10% oh, in this fight. And uh, that's pretty much the only real part of the OG Iazmat fight. The first 45 million is just boring. And the last 5 million is where he just goes berserk. He literally, because he, he, is, he is death on hit. And he starts mm -hmm. attacking 16 times per turn. So he just starts one-shotting people. And then, yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 5% uh... chance to auto-kill on hit. So... He pretty much he doesn't do that here, but he treats you like it because if you get hit by anything once he once he growing threats. It's, yeah, I uh, think it's a bit higher than five percent. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it in Final Fantasy Twelve. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's dangerous. If he hits you, he pretty much kills you in that last part of the fight. Uh, it's 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 a good homage. It's a good homage. Unfortunately, yeah, we we burn through ten percent of a boss and. Like yeah, 20 seconds, so he doesn't really get to use it too much. Yeah. But I mean, if I want to die, I just wait for next Tuesday. Because next hey. Tuesday we have the weapons refrain. Ooh. Ultimate. It's true. Excited. Are we still um, hanging on to our predictions for that? For which part? For clear time. Oh, for clear time. Sparrows, what are you, what do you, how quick do you think it'll get cleared? Since we I haven't know. gotten your opinion on that. Oh, I have no idea. I, I'll, oh. I'll tell you this much. Unending Coil was 10 or 11 days, I always forget. That was a, a roughly 19 to 20 minute encounter. This one this will be shorter. Be this yeah. one will be shorter, but it'll be faster paced. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm so bad with stuff like this. Um, I mean, logic would dictate then, you know, maybe seven, eight days, but maybe even sooner than that. Maybe the first four or five days. 
I'm looking at week one. I think it's this one gets beat week one. I think taking three minutes or three or four minutes out of a fight goes a long way. I think so, too. To the amount of attempts you get. The pace and the way the oh, mechanics yeah. confuse people might trip it up and make it a similar progression cycle. I think removing several minutes from the fight, regardless of the increased pace, is enough to cut down the kill time. Fairly significant. I agree. Six days. I'm just saying week one. Five days, five, six days is around where I would probably guess. But we'll see. It's um, yeah. it's 370. 375? 370. Uh, well, it's it's not it doesn't really have an item level cap. It's just it's the max item level. They'll probably cap it at 375 and 4.4, though. Mm. Okay. So they did it for 345 for, for Coil. So I'd have to imagine they cap it at 375 and 4.4. I'm going to go with uh, five or six days, though. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, it won't be... I probably won't be me in five or six days. I'll be dead on the inside after five days. <laughs> Next, so... That's the last thing before we, before we do sign off sponsors. I have we have not decided what the hell is happening next week because I will be in Ultimate and streaming it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. For sixteen hours a day. Yeah. Good luck. For sixteen Thanks. hours a day. I'm not going for Thanks. world first, but I'm that fucker is. Okay. I'm fighting right. that fucker. That's so a, maybe that's just still hardcore pro. That's yeah. badass, man. I wish. So there's options. Sly can host the show without me is one option. <laughs> Sly, you've done it before. No. <laughs> you know that heaps of times, man. Um, the other option is to do a show early next week, although about what is very unclear. The other option is a Sunday, uh, a Sunday or Monday show the week after the like I parade till Saturday, so Sunday or Monday would probably be a show that week. And then that week would have two shows because then we have the live letter from E3 and we'd have to probably do that show on a Thursday because I raid Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday for only five hours, but it's at 4 p.m. on those days for five hours a day. So um, we have some options. Sly suggested we just skip next week and do an ultimate show on the following Monday. Mm -hmm. That was his suggestion. Um, and see the trouble with that is it's the it's the Monday before E3, which is why Sunday I think almost becomes a better option. Yeah. So it'll be Sunday or Monday that week, uh, and then later that week we'll probably have another show about the E3 live letter, right. and hopefully we can get back to some normality after after that. No, it'll be normal at some point, but that's that's what we're looking at. So when we have an announcement, if you follow us on Twitter. Or whatnot, I'll we'll be sure to, to post that so everybody knows. So with that, I think we can finally sign off and I can go do some minimum item level primals to get ready for ultimate weapon a little bit. Memes. Yay. I don't think minimum item level is low enough. I think I need to go lower. I want to set the item level. I don't want just minimum item level, I want set oh, item no. level as oh, a as no. a as a feature. That's what I want. Oh no. It's gonna be fun. I know these fights like the back of my fucking hand. I'm going to be asleep half the time. I'm a DPS. It's like, oh, no, it's the weight of the land that I won't get hit by. Uh, <laughs> all right. Great. That's so much tougher for me. <laughs> I got it. We got to go way lower than item level. I think it's 80 or 75. That's nothing for minimum item level. But first, we have to have our courteous guest sign off after this long show. So thank you for joining us, Ephesus and Faros. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me.
All right, mm. so we're going to sign off in opposite order to the order we signed on. So, Ephes, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at? Um, I'm Ephes. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all the places. There's Ephes Asher, where I play video games and I talk about video games. And it's, it's uh, video games. And then wow, there's fact. Oddly specific. Hmm. Are you done? Mm, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Then why don't you, why don't you introduce the next person? Uh, our next guest requires no introduction, but his name is Faros. Where can they find you at, Faros? Hey. All right. Uh, my name is Faros. Good to see you, dudes. Thanks for having me on again. Happy and everybody else. Um, I stream at twitch.tv slash Faros. It's pretty much everything at Faros. You can Twitter me at Faros um i'm the samurai main of twitch i try to show that the job doesn't suck i do the damage i pug raid so if you guys are ever looking for the party finder perspective of all these raids that you see badasses doing in the static i try to show that i'd love to see you guys there it's always hype it's always a good time thank you very much for having me on good to see you guys in the chat stay hype oh and i guess next up is sly hi sly huh? Hi, I'm Sly. I'm 33. I like barbecue and long walks on the beach. And uh, yeah, I play just don't games. don't do the walks right after the barbecue because you're gonna throw up. You should do the walk first so you can build up an appetite. Yes. Yeah, that that, that mm. definitely helps. Exactly. Uh, you can you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly aka Gray Fox. Uh, Instagram at Sly aka Gray Fox 07. Twitter at Sly the Fox. YouTube.com slash the Velvet Room. Yeah, I, I play the video games. I, I play the SMTs. Is that it? So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mike. Y'all need y'all need to get hype at the very end of y'all y'all sign offs right now. All right, y'all, y'all not ready for this. All right, you ready for this? Hey everyone, I'm Mr. Happy. You can find me, Mr. Happy127, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. It's been a crazy week this last week. We revisited Final Fantasy XI for the 16th anniversary, working on one of the mythic weapons, which has been a royal pain in the ass. We visited yeah. Bless Online recently, which was, well, watch the most recent YouTube video. It's, uh, let's just say Kevin Hart with the rock's body. That's all you need to know. Uh, or Tiny the Tiger from, from, from Frosted Flakes. Or from, no, sorry. Tiny? Sorry, that's Tony. Tiny is from Crash Bandicoot. But anyway, uh, and then on top of that, we've had Dauntless open beta hit. So it's been, it's just been crazy times. Next week, we have Ultimate Streams. We'll be streaming the entire thing, 16 hours a day, including break time when I'll be eating and hating myself for being live 16 hours a day. So you get to wallow in all of my suffering. And it's going to be a fucking hype time. So hopefully you guys are ready for all the content coming around patch 4.3 next week. 4.31 specifically. Be sure to join that because it's going to be hype. See, now that's see the energy, how it stays constant the whole time. That was pretty good. I'm so glad you guys look so excited. Now I get to keep that energy going into the sponsor list real quick before we wrap up the show. And Ephes yeah. is really keeping the energy there. I mean, to be fair, it's like 9 a.m. for you, and you've only had, what, one cup of coffee, so. I haven't had and breakfast then... yet. No, it's actually 20 to midday, and I haven't had a cup of coffee and nothing to eat, so I'm just going to. You should, you should eat more yeah foods to just stuff you know what you do you just get a get a, a spoon of peanut butter in your mouth right in the morning just to cover you for the show get that protein yeah that's he's melting 
He's melting. All right, I got to do the sponsor list, though, so try not to melt till I'm done. Okay, well, it's too late. Anyway, thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon for helping combat hashtag demonetized over on the uh, tubs. For that, we have uh, several sponsors. We have our Patron of Light, Kucha Cross, and the uh, Advent Free Company on Genova. I might edit in the screenshot because I don't think the most recent screenshot is the one being used on the media overlay, but they've been a huge time supporter for the show for the last several months. And uh, they, you know what, folks, you might actually like this. You know, let me... I get this on the screen. If you pull up the the stream, you'll uh, probably enjoy. Yeah, if you if you pull up the stream, you just oh my god, Etha, sit up. You're not even on the screen anymore, and it's and I just noticed. There you go. There you go. See, they looked four point three samurai buffs. Now they're taking the tank busters to the face. That's because they're so strong now from their from their buffs that they just take tank busters to the face. Yeah, you damn right oh, we are, really dude. Third eyes, ten percent mitigation now. <laughs> Versifly Eyes also reduces your enmity. Use that shit once in a while. All right. Yeah. yeah that cost me DPS, though. That's like. Yeah, funny. yeah. Actually, you have a good point. I wouldn't do that either. So, you know, the point has been raised. Thank you for supporting as the patron of light. And as you can see, you have a fellow samurai of light here to support you back. Yeah, she looking good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is fine. All right. Then we have all of our other sponsors. We have our standard sponsors. We have Dom. We have Asuka Wake from the Genova server. We have Lamilia Nella of Midgard Stormer. We have Sarah and the Avalanche family on Malboro. We have Janu Ayatsu, Nairik of the Clan Vizsla, Kifka and the Great Eagles on Exodus, Dark Graver, Kadayoshi from Kujata, Skiosophony from Ragnarok, Ross Effin from Exodus, Rylander West Austin, Purple Warrior, Adric Red Steel on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Mantaro and the Revives FC from Zodiac. We have Sarah Cream and Chives from Genova, Renault Chikar, Goisha Balfour of Siren, Hirsch First of Fairy, Phoenix Down Free Company on Goblin, and Siren from Zodiac. We also have our elite sponsors. We have Sathal, Datneko, Diablo, Holy Tabasco, Red Thorn Asura, Kurnai Oni, Askin Hawk from Shiva, uh, Oscar, Cry015, Mustang, Serenity FC on Ultras, Kat Kazuma, Serial Kira, and the Reckless Tea Party on Cactar, Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Velestra of Fanfret, uh, Noct Cordis from Excalibur, Krovos, Moonscar, Private Mikey, Spike, Nadine Kirasami, Rudy Rudiger, Ten Colossus, Killer Hackman, Raw Jr., Ramil Gaming, and Kiltastic Jones. Wait! Wait! What? What? What did they do? What? They're there's there's all the sponsors, dude. <laughs> those are all our patrons. Yeah, our, the, yeah, those are our sponsors over on Patreon. Oh damn! Okay, well, I was just saying that's that's pretty impressive. Thank you to all our sponsors. Yeah, Thank you for sponsors. combating hashtag demonetize. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you for letting us say dick as many times as we like. Chariot. No, no, we call it the big one now. The big I thought, one. I thought we I thought we established <laughs> thank, that. Thank, thank you for allowing us to worship the big one. We appreciate your patronage. I don't want to. That's remember when I wanted to erase this conversation before, and now it's back. You just brought it up, you son. You're of the dick. one who wanted to talk about dicks again. I, yeah, but not not necessarily the big one. I was just talking about the regular. That's one. a special occasion. That's a special. Occasion. I was just talking about the little one. Well, thank you so much for coming for this episode. And we will see you next week. Again, we will let you know on the Twitters what day that will be. So just like Mike said, follow us. You know the deal. But we'll see you next week. Until then, take care. See you, lovelies. Bye-bye. Bye. Done.